dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to this week's installment of Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the land. Here with the host with the most. Why? It's me. It's me, Uncle Ben. And me. Hollywood Steve Spratling. Hollywood fucking Steve Spratling. How you doing this week, Steve? Man, I'm doing great. Yeah? I've had a good week. Yeah, I have too. It's been a very extremely busy week. And yeah, me too. I feel like I haven't seen you in like a month for it some reason. It does feel that way, but uh, it, it wasn't that long ago, was no, it? No, not really. I mean, I think it was really only about a meal ago that we saw each other. <laughs> but it's been good, man. What you been busy with? Um, I've been editing some videos for... Our YouTube for channel. For a YouTube channel? Can mm-hmm. they go subscribe to that? Uh, I think they should and could. Probably could if they yeah. wanted to. One off right now. <laughs> Look it up. Dead and Lovely, horror movie, whatever. You'll find blah, it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's us. Look it up. Um, yeah, I've been busy with that. Also, just been uh, hanging out with the wife and the dog. Chilling with the fam. watching some movies. Yeah, you've been a movie yeah. watcher, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm a movie watcher. That's what they call me. Yeah. Uh-huh. You been watching anything What's Good? I've watched a few things What's Good. Tell me. Um, numero uno. Yeah. I saw Death Proof the other day. Oh, Death Proof yeah. by one Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. That's the one. It's a quality item. Did you not watch this as part of the entire Grindhouse package? You just watched just that? Yeah, just that. You didn't want to watch Death Proof? Uh, no, I just wanted to see one? the one. Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Yeah, I just wanted to see um, Death Proof. It's so good. It is awesome, man. It's really it's good. awesome. Kurt Russell. I love the ending. It's so funny. They're the just beating awesome. his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it's then over. Jump in the air freeze frame. Yeah. Girl power. It's so cool. It is awesome. Not enough feet in that movie. <laughs> so many feet. <laughs> you texted me the other day. I guess that was what the context was. You were yeah. like, do you think anybody watches Tarantino movies and says, there aren't enough feet in this? And I said... Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guarantee you, he's got, his editor is constantly just like, no, we really don't need another shot of feet. And he's yeah. like, well, I want to establish that, you know, they're vulnerable with their shoes off. Right. No, you don't. You want to see feet. <laughs> That's exactly what you said the last time. Uh-huh. You just like feet. That's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. You can be honest with me. <laughs> Stop looking at my feet. <laughs> my eyes are up here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it is a quality watch. Though. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's so good. I remember in the theaters enjoying Planet Terror more because it was oh, yeah. just so over the top and ridiculous. I think I might like it more. I'm not. I'm not positive on that. Okay, no. that's a good choice. What else you seen? Um, I also watched a little Christmas movie. Oh, Christmas alone. Oh my lord, Macaulay yeah. Culkin. Yeah. Awesome. And how was that? It's still great. Yeah, it um, is. My wife and I had the question, of course, why do these criminals care about robbing this house so much? Like, mm. the second mm-hmm. you get shot with a BB gun, just like, well, fuck it. Fuck this place. But there's, like, there's a our, kid in here. Our MO up to this point is to only rob houses where no one is there. It kind of seems that way, and yeah. it's not like that's the only nice house on the block. Like, nope. There's a million other houses mm. that are decked out. I know that that's the alleged silver tuna and all, but... Yeah. I think they could make up for it and avoid pain and suffering and injury and getting caught if they just didn't rob just that one house that has That's a kid true. still in it. There there must be a good... Re- I mean, honestly, Kevin McAllister's dad could pay to send 14 people to France for Christmas, so yeah, I yeah. assume there must be a lot of money in there. Yeah, for sure. Were they gonna... Were they gonna murder that kid, I guess? I mean, he talks about biting his fingers off and yeah. shit. So yeah, it looked like they were gonna torture him to death and then and then murder him. That kind of 
adds a new spin to their MO. The yeah. Wet Bandits, also sometimes child murderers. Also sometimes, just for fun. Every now and then. Yeah. Weird calling card. Also, how did that old man live in that neighborhood? Damn it. Like, when I they, don't know. When they go into his house, yeah. it's like small. Yeah. What, how is it in that neighborhood? Yeah, that neighborhood's all like super loaded. Yeah. What the fuck? I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Was he like the neighborhood janitor? And they were like, hey, you can stay in this. Yeah, the tiny house. The house we built for my child's dolls. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I, you know what? I think maybe that's one of those movies we end up covering perhaps in the month of December as a wild card. That wouldn't be a bad call. What do you think about that? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Let us know, dead and lovely listeners, uh-huh. if you guys want to hear a December Home Alone Wild, wild card. card. A wild card. I also, Ben. Yeah. Saw Army of Darkness. Army again. of Darkness. It has been so fucking long since I watched that. Still good. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder what the last time I watched that movie from start to finish was. It might have actually only been once. You should sit down and do it again. Give it the old start to finish. And watch, of course, as I've said before, two towers right. after it. Yeah, yeah. So the logical. similar. The logical uh-huh. ripoff. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in mind. There's also a scene that Sam Raimi reused for his Wizard of Oz movie. Sam Raimi had a Wizard of Oz movie? Yeah, Oz the Great and Powerful. He James did that? Franco. Yeah, that was Sam Raimi. I somehow either didn't know that or had forgotten that. There's a scene. It's not good. Yeah, it's not. No. There's a scene in there, though, that's exactly like the scene from Army of Darkness where he goes into the graveyard to get the book. Really? Yeah, it looks exactly the same. It's It's pretty interesting. I like a Sam Raimi. I do Me enjoy too. a Sam Raimi, man. I wish that he had more good, fun horror flicks under his belt. He yeah. needs to come back, man. Yeah. He's I mean, you back. know, after a while, when you've made enough money, you're just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I guess not. I wish he did. I wish he did, too. Yeah. I would, I would enjoy that if he did that. That's a fun yeah. flick right there. That's I've also been flick. listening to podcasts. You've been a week. casting, man. Yeah. You're casting. You're I casting. You're I'm pod- podcasting. Good call. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to the Todd Glass show. The Todd Glass. Now, I don't know who this is. He's a, a talky word comedian person. He uses the words and makes them funny. Yeah. Okay. He Got does it. it while standing up. Oh. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Does that make it funnier? I, th- I guess it must. Because you don't do hear it. of a lot of sit-down comedians. Not often. No. But lie, yeah. Lie-down comic. His I want to go see a levitation comic sometime. <laughs> what if Dalsim from Street Fighter had yes, a levitation exactly comic routine? You know? <laughs> yeah, he's like, people are always asking me, where did these baby skulls that I work come from? Abortions. Yeah, it's the yoga abortions that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My girlfriend said she wanted to start hot yoga, so I caught her on fire. Yoga flame. Street Fighter fans love it. <laughs> yeah. They Everybody else it. is like, I don't what is this, <laughs> this about? Is, yeah, it's amazing. He's levitating. That's yeah. phenomenal. But the Todd Glass show, Todd Glass is about as ADD as someone can get. Okay. And is he is an expert at ruining bits and overthinking them and talking about them too much. <laughs> it's really funny. That but sounds just, awesome. In the past month and a half or so, he had this run of shows where he had Paul F. Tompkins as a guest, mm-hmm. and then Eliza Skinner, and then Pete Holmes, and then James Adomian, and just back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back shows that are all fucking awesome. What do they, uh, what do they talk about? 
Well, they're all comedians, so they just make funny words at each other. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But uh, Todd will basically he will pimp them into doing things that they maybe aren't very comfortable with, or okay. try to find things they are comfortable with. So Eliza Skinner, she uh, she's really good at making up songs on the fly. All right. So he just keeps making her make up songs like over and over and over. I think she does like eight songs in the two hours. And it's just like he pushes people in a way that you don't expect uh, other comedians to push each other, and it always ends up being hilarious. I like that. Yep. Let me check that out. I started check listening to a um, a podcast that was recommended to my wife from a friend's, Josh and Brooke. Uh-huh. It's called Behind the Bastards. Behind the Bastards? Yeah. Have you heard of this? No. So it's from the How Stuff Works podcast uh-huh. team. And it's basically a podcast dedicated to kind of like the histories of just the worst people that have ever lived. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's very diverse. I mean, obviously there's episodes about like serial killers and like dictators and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Then there's also stuff about like Alex Jones and, yeah, you know, just shitty people in general. Uh-huh. It's really good. It kind of like, it kind of reminds you of, of last podcast a little bit. Oh, okay. Only they're not obnoxious as all fuck and like trying <laughs> to keep the jokes going starting that last podcast on the left beef boom now, i do like that show but man they just they try a little hard sometimes podcast mic drop <laughs> it's uh it's a good watch man or er, good watch it's a good listen have I they done william it. the conqueror aka william the bastard i don't know if they have man he was a bastard they say bastard yeah. bastard <laughs> Bastard! One more. <laughs> Pieces is so good. It is. I've not had time to watch shit. Damn. I've been the busy boy. You've been in Texas. I have. Mm-hmm. I've been in Texas. I've been in Oklahoma. Oh no. I've been having a real good time. We did a little uh a little jaunt there uh-huh. with old Andy Wood doing a, a run of clinics for Sir Guitars. Yeah. As well as some shows and stuff did like Oklahoma that. Did Oklahoma smell like all of the manure or just some of it? Partial. Okay. Yeah, partial manure. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of flatness. Yep. It smelled Just like... flat manure. I could smell the absence of mountains. Yep. You know, I was <laughs> like, a- something smells different. Oh, the lack of mountains. Something smells different. Oh, it's every smell getting to me because there are no mountains to block them. <laughs> it was a fun trip, though, man. We had ourselves a really good time. The three yeah. of us traveled really well together, and we had one of the... That's awesome. ...the cool dudes from Sir out with us, too, kind of as uh-huh. our as our chauffeur. Uh-huh. Uh, we had ourselves a great time, and I even got to see multitudes. Oh yeah, of our adoring fans. I spent <gasps> some time. I what? spent some time with Mr. Barnes himself, also known as Go Wait in the Truck on Instagram. Oh uh, okay, he is a great man. Congratulations on getting over your cluster headaches. Oh, that's yeah. a life ruiner. Yeah, you know, for real. He had like he had a really bad one and, and like crashed his truck and all oh, that shit. That sucks. Yeah, I, uh, I get migraines from time to time. Yeah, they actually. They're not clusters, but they come in uh, a local or in similar proximity to one another. So yeah. I'll get one, uh, you know, one day a week, and then three days later I'll get another one. Fuck and then that, like dude. A week later I'll get another one, is but then anything, I won't have them for for months. Is there anything that helps? No. Wow. No, it's the worst. It's just pain. That's you, terrible. You know, take what you can, but yeah. it doesn't do much. No good, man. Yeah. No good. But it was good seeing him. And also got to spend some time in Austin with her man, Dave Bechet. Mr. Dave Bechet, Bechet. Who is just such a wonderful, cool dude. Yeah. And he brought us 
some beers from a Beer. local Austin brewery. Yeah. And it was a four pack. And they were so fucking fantastic. I drank two of them uh-huh. while we were out there. And then I flew back with the two other ones. Yeah. Here's some news for y'all. You can put as much under 25% ABV alcohol in a checked suitcase as you can. Huh. Checked, not carry on. You can just fill it up with beer. Yeah, exactly. You can. That's awesome. I mean, these are glass bottles, so I had to like pack them really carefully, and I have a hard shell suitcase, which helps. Uh huh. Apparently, if it's over twenty five percent, you can bring five liters. That's a lot of fucking booze. So that Wade Boggs episode of Always Sunny is accurate. Yeah, like accurate. you, you could just fill an entire suitcase yep. full of beer. Yep. You can make but it, it happen. Would be in the cargo hole. Right. You yeah. have to go get it. But if you're walking onto a plane and want to bring some booze, you can fit as many airplane-sized bottles into uh-huh. a quart Ziploc bag as you can and carry it on. That would I. Did you know that? Just knowing how many you could fit into a quart Ziploc bag, Plenty. you could get five or six of your friends drunk. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, man. absolutely so. Yeah, so like you know, just carry them on in a fucking you know purse or whatever uh-huh. it is. As many as you can in a quarter zip all back. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, some flights are kind of uptight, and they will insist that they pour them for you. Mm, okay. But, I mean, you know, you just... Who the fuck's going to tattle on you? Yeah. Just fucking drink it. You know? And what are they going to do about it? Yeah, really. Like, oh, get off of this plane. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eject your ass. They have that, that, that flap that opens Drunk up in the bastard. ship. Like in uh, uh, the Monster Squad. Uh-huh. They open that up. And, and you, then you, using your drunk powers, just float you just there. float there. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, no. Holy fuck. shit. <laughs> so he brought us these beers, and I brought two of these back for us. So I yeah. figure we should, in the name of Mr. Bechet, enjoy these. This is yeah. a Lone Pint Brewery Yellow Rose Smash IPA. And uh, 6.8 ABV, 62 IBUs. And it is fucking fantastic. Looks I also like they love use some mosaic hops in here, and see, I like you know, some mosaic hops. Yeah. And it describes itself as having a chalk white head with a very clean malt backbone. The hops impart pleasant grapefruit, pineapple, and blueberry flavor and aroma. A strong beer that is equally quaffable. Well, it's quaff, man. That's a la- that's a range of different accents for you right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is so good. I also love the fact that it comes in. Bigger than usual bottles. Yeah, a sixteen point nine. It's got it's got shoulders. Bottle. It's got shoulders. Uh huh. And you know what they say? Wine them, dine them. Sixteen point nine them. That's what they do say. They do say that. Talking about large, delicious beers. So thanks 16. so much, Dave. Point nine them for this wonderful contribution to the show. Yeah. I would like to encourage other fans to mail us beer that is not Ooh. poisoned that we can have on the show. Drop us an email. Where can they email us, Steve? Uh, dead and lovely pot at gmail.com. Yeah, hit this us smells up. Smells great. Yeah, dude, it's seriously fucking fantastic. This is a fine, fine, fantastic beer. Isn't that good? Ooh, right? I knew yeah. you'd like it. I had that first one. I was like, man, Steve's going to fucking love this yeah. if I can get it home. Mm-hmm. What are you tasting there? Well, immediately it's grapefruity, which yeah. is always welcome in but my book. But you can smell, you can smell berries, like they said. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unique. I don't think I've ever had an IPA that has that kind of thing going on, unless it was explicitly something that yeah. was like berry flavored or whatever, you know? Man, that is great. Isn't it That's awesome? Real crisp, clean IPA. Yeah. And it's also very smooth. 16 or 6.9. 6.8. 6.7 or something yeah. like that. But it's so, yeah, 6.8. Yeah. 
it's so smooth and good tasty. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. We had ourselves a good trip. Uh, like I said, it was cool seeing some of the fans and everything. Saw a bunch of fans on my YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Ate some great barbecue. What did they say? They said, you're you fine, I guess. You guitar. You know, usually I get a lot of like, you're not as tall as I thought you were. Huh. Yeah, I get that a lot. Wow. How tall do they think I am? <laughs> That's you know? a question you should ask. Yeah, well, how the fuck tall do you think you I was? You should start wearing lifts in your shoes to see if that uh, if people stop saying it. If they're like, you're as tall as I thought you Just were. Just raise like, I know. it an inch each time until, until somebody says, it. you're as tall as I thought you were. Or if I reach, you're taller than I thought, then I'm like, too far. Oh, oh back too down. Too far. Back down. Yeah, bring it back down a little <laughs> bit. Had a good time. Didn't sleep much. It was a yeah. very, very, very hectic week, so it's pretty cool. But I was excited to get back here and get in these chairs and get some beers in our hands to talk yeah. about Let the Right One In, which is our, what, third week of No Vampire for yeah. this year? Yeah, week number three. We're here in Thanksgiving week. Holy shit. Already. I Yesterday was Halloween. I know. I mean, seriously, the entire month of November has cruised on by. I've still got all of my Halloween decorations up. Fuck it. Now they're fall decorations. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. My wife and I put up our Christmas tree. And, Did you seriously? Well, yeah, my wife is what? listening right now, so I should say accurately, my wife put up our Christmas tree. Oh, got it. Got it. I'll, I'll edit that. I had very little to do with it, and Dang. she was not happy about it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How come already with the Christmas? Eh, she just wanted to. Yeah? Yeah. Happy wife. Happy life. You know it. We also turned on the uh, one of those Yule Log videos. Oh, wow. But there's one that has Nick Offerman in it. Oh, okay. That He's probably just works. sitting in a chair drinking whiskey. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. And she has listened to that terrible version of Oh, Holy Night. Uh, oh, Holy Night. Yeah. Well, that's great. That okay. so, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. She's listened to that several times. So she's in the Christmas spirit. I'm going to try to get in that Christmas spirit early. I feel like last year, I think we, we waited until maybe like two weeks before Christmas to put our tree up because we were so Ooh, busy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to get on shit a little earlier, although I'm saying that and I know I'm not going to because <laughs> taking down all this Halloween bullshit takes fucking forever. Yeah, yeah. Like a month. So by the time we get all this stuff down, yeah, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking believe it though, man. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Man. <laughs> My wife's working, which is a conscious choice she always makes to just work holidays. Do you get paid extra? <laughs> not in Tennessee. Bullshit. In they California, don't give you do. Uh, not in Tennessee. That's fucking stupid. Thanks, Obama. Well, I mean, but there's still advantages here. If she works holidays, it's easy for her to get somebody to switch shifts with her because, yeah. like, you know, they don't have to work Christmas because she always works Christmas. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's going to be working Thanksgiving, and I'm going to be going to my families and um getting good and drunk no they don't drink (laughs) none of them and most of them are in recovery from something well okay well if there's a reason not to then there you go so it won't be drinking uh as i've said before my my family all talks at once uh, oh yeah, but that's tries right. Tries to under talk each other. It's just a bunch of mumbling. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. I'm excited to see my my nieces. Yeah, that's that's cool. My family's not really good at making food. Okay, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing, man. I think that we should really talk about the Thanksgiving food problem. Yeah, because in my world, Thanksgiving food sucks. See, if I made the food. 
I would be excited for it. Yeah, and, sure. And, and we are going to do that. My my uh, in laws are currently on a cruise, and Emily's Tight. working on Thanksgiving, so we are going to with her family do a Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm cooking everything. Nice, and I'm excited for that. You got love good to, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's my thing, dude. You're gonna throw that turkey in the oven with no seasonings. No, you, you're gonna for? get the the biggest one you can find, like uh-huh. 35 pounds. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it in there, yeah. frozen, right, like you do, four or five hours. Sure. On what 200? Yeah, until Sounds it's nice. About right. Yeah, until it's not. Uh, icy anymore. Right. And then you can eat it. Yeah, done so. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, no, I'll be, I'll be spatchcocking a turkey. There you go. Like you do. Yeah. I cut, I cut the whole thing up, man. Just, if you that want... That has if to you be the want, way to do it. Yeah, if you want a moist turkey, just cut it up. Yeah, and, you, can't and, cut, you can't cook something that big and yeah. not dry the fuck out of it. I mean, if you do want to cook it full size, not cut down... Uh, Cook it breast side down. Yeah, you have to. That sure. way the breast doesn't get dried out. And then yeah. you can crisp up the skin afterwards if you want. That's the thing, man. The whole, like, cooking the whole bird, that's just one of those Norman Rockwell yeah. idyllic picturesque things that people are in love with, even though it's the worst goddamn yeah. fucking way to do it. It really is. Here, all right. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Yeah. Spatchcock it. That means cutting out the spine. Right. Then I, I cut away the breast and legs from one another mm-hmm. and then separate... Uh, the the thighs mm-hmm. and uh, the legs, so that the thighs and legs are separate and able to get done without the thighs drying out. Right, because the thigh is the best. It's the best part. Best part, obviously, one hundred percent. Then the breast, you try to crack that bone, keep it open. Yeah. I also separate the wings and put them to the side because I don't want yeah, the breast to have that one spot where it's not getting cooked as much as the right, rest. Right, right. That's a pro move. Yeah. And then I, I, I do a dry rub for yeah, three days. Say, do you season or anything? Yeah, I you do brine, a dry rub. You brine that motherfucker? Uh, dry brine is what it's called. Yeah? Yeah. Use like two tablespoons of salt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like a, a two tablespoons of salt, a bunch of different seasonings, etc. Dry brine it three days. So leave it in the the fridge, loosely covered with aluminum foil, mm-hmm. not covered in any real sense. Just throw some aluminum foil on yeah, top yeah, yeah. of it, and it it will get so fucking moist, Damn. like and have actual flavor. Has actual flavor. You can actually, have Thanksgiving with flavor. Yes, unheard of. Unless you unless you can deep fry turkey, the only way to oh, do it is the fucking best spatchcock it, yeah. or a smoke a smoke. Turkey, oh yeah, smoke also turkey, acceptable. great, also wonderful. Acceptable. I enjoy that. But That's yeah. the way to do it, dude. That's the only way to fucking do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, I just, I don't get that stoked about Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know I've talked about this on previous episodes of the show, but like, I think that the deal with Thanksgiving should be you bring the food that makes you thankful. Yeah. And God damn it, I am forcing that hand this mm-hmm. year. Forcing that hand, bringing some vegetable corn out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And basmati rice. Yeah. Because that'll make me fucking thankful. So I think it's a win-win situation. Plus, yeah. I even like the idea of, hey, you know, you get a little turkey, you put it in your korma, maybe yeah. you do a little bit of that. Hey, that's a good deal. I'd uh-huh. eat that. I think so. So that's my plans. Uh-huh. We're going to try desperately to not talk about political <laughs> issues. I think in the future, let's just declare from now on all Thanksgivings. Are to be spent away from your family. God, I, I think that's a great fucking All idea. All Thanksgiving from now on is Friendsgiving. Get together with yes. the people you're thankful to be around. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, for some people, great. that will be their family. I I've suppose. known people who love being around their family. Yeah. That's great. Lunatics, they're called. Mormons, yeah. Right. Yeah, Mormons. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then, like, Friday, we're doing my mom's Thanksgiving. My mom has decided this year to do tacos. Well, that's better than turkey, right? I think. But you don't like tacos. In that you know, traditional, it's my least favorite that thing non-traditional, about myself. Traditional, traditional thing. Yeah, just a, like a regular beef taco. Yeah, I could care less, man. Mm-hmm. And my mom, mm-hmm. she no cook a spicy food. Oh no! So it's probably going to be a bland taco, but <laughs> like a meat sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But we're bringing the margaritas. Oh, uh, okay. So my give a fuck will not be operating. Won't be working. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Man, I cannot imagine doing the holidays without booze. I cannot fucking I've imagine it. I've done it every year of my life. Right, now, you got to sneak a flask or anything? Nope. You Cause are. Because I'll be, I'll be driving myself, and I don't uh, want to get stuck there. No. Yeah. And cops on holidays are just yeah. vengeful as fuck. I have, since I was 14, I think, been stoned at every family holiday. Professional maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. I can deal with it better that way, and, you know. Uh, not when you're Mormon. Not when I was Mormon. Okay. Yeah, when I was Mormon, I just dealt with it by loving Jesus or whatever. <laughs> now, whatever. that's not good enough. <laughs> whatever bullshit I did by praying for patience. <laughs> yeah. That's that's your insanity, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah, I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving time. You know, it'll be cool to see family stuff. I, uh, first time I get to see my, my new niece. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eliza, she'll mm-hmm. be there, which is cool. My brother and his wife just had their second girl. Yeah. So that's cool. That's exciting. I will be seeing, I guess, what is it when your cousin has a baby? Second cousin? Is that what that's called? I don't know. My second, my, my cousin has had a, a son yeah. recently, so I'll get to see him for the first time. All right. Yeah. New beginnings. Yay. And then Christmas. I can't fucking believe it. Whoa. Every year so I think I'm going to be ready. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it is insane. It is I insane. I think it's because, like, I think some of it is that, like, there was so much stress leading up to the election. And then oh, God, yeah. things kind of went well. Yeah. And so our brains are, I guess, like, every day is not this stress fest like it was. Mm-hmm. Like, every day is like, well, we have some people trying to fix things now. Right, yeah. It's a good sign. What do I do now? Yeah, now what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I normally would just be stressing and reading the news, but now it's just, maybe things will be okay. It's so odd, because, like, in some ways, this year has flown by, but then also I saw I saw this meme that's been floating around that's uh-huh. like, you know, just to put it into perspective about how long this year has been, the Tide Pod thing was in January, and it's like, wow, Ooh. a lot of stuff has fucking happened this year. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Jesus Christ! I know January. Isn't that crazy? We never talked about that. That was way overblown. That's one of those things that I've heard more from old people about than I ever heard about from younger people. Oh yeah, you mean basically like every issue ever? Yeah. that, That that media blows up. Yeah. Like, did someone actually eat a Tide Pod, or wasn't it just that people were like they look like candy? I mean, they definitely And then do. old people were like, young people say they look like candy. These millennials, that's why Trump. It's like, I, I've seen these things floating around that are these, you know, quote, news articles that yeah. are like, 
liberals want babies to be called babies because <laughs> they don't want to, it's unfair to assign a baby's gender before it gets to choose for itself. <laughs> and it's like, dude, every time I see somebody sharing this bullshit, I'm like, this is fake. Yeah, this that's is fucking not fake. True. It's like, have you ever met anybody in real yeah. life? Uh-huh. Who's like, it's not fair to call that baby a boy or a girl. It's a baby. But have you ever I, fucking met somebody? No. But I have haven't. met white supremacists in real life. I have and fucking racist. met those. It's real weird that those people can also Jesus be like, Christ. But white supremacist stuff is overblown. And yeah. Nobody's that racist. And it's like, what do you, they, that exists. We can watch that easily. Yeah. But then it's like, those liberals fed that baby a Tide Pod. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. The things that people just selectively yeah. choose to fucking believe. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's always about just trying to reinforce your own stupid beliefs. Mm-hmm. So if if Nothing it makes there. the people you think are stupid sound stupid, I go for it. I go for I it. I buy yeah. it. How good is this beer? It's really great. It's fucking great. It man. reminds you know, just like anything with mosaic hops, uh, it kind of reminds me of that sweet water mosaic. Yeah, which is so which good. Which is, is great, yeah. That's that's one of my this, favorite this is more complex, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely so, man. Definitely so. Well, today we're going to be talking about Let the Right One In. Again, yeah. continuing our week of No Vampire, or month of No Vampire, uh-huh. where we talk only about vampire movies voted on by you, our dead and lovely listeners. And I've been wanting to do this one since two years. Yeah. Uh, when we started No Vampire. This one's amazing. I fucking love this yeah. movie. And uh, it is, of course, an export from our friends over in Sweden. Yep. Which is a place that is cold and it is dark. Uh huh. But they make a lot of things that I fucking love, Steve. A so, lot of those things are cold and dark. They, actually, yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but there's some light things. Some we'll good talk things about. there. As we step into the preview palace here. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the preview palace. Steve, I'd like to just kind of talk with you about some of our favorite things Mm -hmm. that come from our friends in Sweden. Now, most of mine, Steve, are going to be musical acts. I know, but if we have to start with the one that I absolutely agree with, which is ABBA, of course, fucking ABBA. We've talked about it before. I love ABBA. ABBA Mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. People that think they don't like ABBA, they think wrong things. Yeah, they think the wrong thing. Yeah. Because seriously, if you listen to that shit, you would find something that you fucking loved. So fucking awesome. It's Abba, so fun, man. Yeah. Just fun music. Or like Fernando. Yeah. Weepy. Oh, man. And it's complex. Good. It's good. And, and the, perplexing because you're like, what war did Sweden fight in recently? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> the musical arrangements are awesome. The musicianship is great. Yeah. They're beautiful Swedish people. They are. What is there not to like? Mm-hmm. Other probably than that Mamma Mia movie. That's yeah. pretty unlikable Well, I don't know, you know, if we can blame ABBA for that. No, not really. We can just blame whoever invented the jukebox musical. Yeah, probably yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's a strange and silly movie. Ever watch that? No. It's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. And it's <laughs> not it like... Is. It's not weird and silly like you'd think it would be. Like, it's weird and silly like an episode of, like, Sailor Moon is. Oh, okay. And even a lot of the direction and camera angles and stuff look like they're ripped out of an anime. It's like, you'd understand if you hmm. saw it. It's really weird All right. and strange. Now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> fucking do. It's probably not even as bad as I'm saying. Yeah. It's probably worth a watch. What What's the next one here on our list here, Steve? Well, 
Ben, tell me. This might be a little bit of a stereotype. Okay, of yeah. The Swedes, little on the nose. But we sure do like them meatballs. You enjoy a meatball, man. I do. A I Swedish do. meatball. Now, I, a Swedish meatball is not my favorite meatball. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna prefer an Italian meatball. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Me too. I do too. And then of course there's that meatball that they serve at every Southern uh, church. There's they have all yeah the those meatballs that are made with with a a bottle of barbecue. Yes. And a jar of grape jelly okay yes i was gonna say the fucking weird ass this is one of the yeah. things if y'all don't live in the south mm-hmm. you might not know about but at every fucking church potluck there is a crock pot uh-huh. simmering away with meatballs yep in barbecue sauce and grape jelly yep what the fuck kind of stoner invented that shit <laughs> it's weird and it's not good <laughs> it is definitely stoner food i know sure yeah sure. it's like that's what you start mixing together uh-huh. whenever you're like oh man yeah. i'll mix the the barbecue sauce and the yeah. grape jelly, man. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, it's fucking garbage. But Swedish meatballs with that cream-based sauce and stuff. Oh, I'm going to confess. I don't know if I've ever had a real Swedish oh, meatball. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what's what's the deal? What's the meat? What's the sauce kind of thing? Is, uh, it a, is it a beef? I think you can make it with several different types of... I like but, a, I like an Italian with the mix of the beef and the pork. Yeah, well, I, I, like, I like it with the mixture of... Yeah. Lamb, ooh, uh, yeah, a lamb. Yeah. A okay, so with there. a Swedish meatball, you got uh-huh. you got yourself the meat. It's yeah. in a sphere. Yeah, and it's it's in a kind of creamy sauce. Maybe okay. something like uh, a stroganoff type of sauce, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, I'm okay um, with that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, you can get them at IKEA. Yeah, that's what I hear. Maybe you've heard of IKEA. Also, a great Swedish thing. Also, a great Swedish thing. So many complicated silly names furniture for the products. Uh huh. I love Florgeborg. this. Oh yeah, <laughs> a flurg. Uh huh. Perhaps you go get a nerg. Maybe a nerg. Yeah. Is a nerg a table? I think it's a goblin. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's a type of <laughs> goblin. <laughs> you gotta build it yourself, though. The goblin. Very complex it instructions. Is. Yeah. A lot of sewing. They're hollow inside, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And sad for them. Yeah, kind of is. Oh. I love that video of the uh, the drunk Irish people. Putting together IKEA furniture on YouTube. That <laughs> is was a that a quality. facts video or try channel? Video? I think it was facts okay. before it became try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy shit, that's such a good watch. But Those IKEA is great. great, man. There's so much yeah. quality home furbishing items. Yeah, for a reasonable price. This episode brought to you by IKEA. IKEA. Go to the website, type in "dead and lovely dicks," and you'll get twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody tries that. I really hope so. And I hope it works. <laughs> that would be the best part. <laughs> So, one of my favorite things to ever come from Sweden uh-huh. is a little band called Mashuga. I have heard Mashuga I a bunch. adore them yeah, they're great. so much. I think that they are the heaviest of all heavy metal bands oh, damn. that has ever been around. They've recently kind of been in the spotlight. Bill Burr is apparently a big fan. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. He, in an interview, he said he went to like one of their concerts, and it was like a life-changing experience. Like He couldn't believe what he was fucking hearing. Yeah, I He's like me some fan. Bill Burr. Well, he likes him some Meshuga, okay. and so do I. Because I like things that are nice. <laughs> I love the band. There's there's a lot of reasons why I shouldn't like the band, I guess. Because in a way, in a way, Meshuga is kind of like ACDC, where it's like okay. really every song is the same. That is true. 
You know, it's all this polyrhythmic. I was going to say complex rhythms, yeah. complex patterns, yeah. Actually, for some musicians can bust my balls. Most of it's technically polymetric and not polyrhythmic. Oh. Uh, but it has like screaming and fucking weird solos. That's pretty much all of their songs. So it's kind of like they're a one-trick pony, but God, it's just the fucking coolest trick. Huh. And I can't get tired of them. And they are also the most punishing, tight yeah. live band I have ever fucking oh, yeah? heard. I haven't oh seen them Oh my God, dude. You, you leave that show feeling like you have just been in a fight and lost. Like you feel beat up. Like you've been in a car <laughs> crash. <laughs> that should be on like the poster for their, their concert. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> oh no, that's some crash test dummies. <laughs> yes, that's definitely one of my favorite things to come out of Sweden. What's next on your list, Steve? Well, Ben... We would be remiss if we weren't to mention famous Swedish director Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. Now, I don't know much of Ingmar Bergman. I know, I know he directed a, 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 a movie where a person has to play death in a game of chess. Oh! That's where uh, the, the Bill and Ted se- thing is comes Is that the from. Seventh Seal? Yeah, Seventh he Seal. He did that. I've uh, never seen it, but I've heard about it. the Hour of the Wolf, etc., Okay. They also did what Last House on the Left is based on. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Wait, Last House on the Left is based on something else? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck me. Well, that is exactly what happens. Oh, yeah. Last House on the Left, but unfortunately, it is not a pleasant experience. No, 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 no. Yeah. A rough watch. Yeah, real rough. rough not watch. worth it. I'll really. tell you another one of my favorite things to come out of from Sweden. Come out of from Sweden. Come out of from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> That's another rock and roll band by the name of Which Ghost. You? Oh, yeah. You like you some Ghost, don't you? I love me I some Ghost. I think I've heard about them. I love me some Ghost so much. Uh-huh. Also, again, a spectacular live band. Super, super fun. Again, something I should hate. I should not like Ghost because I don't like things that are, you know, very theatrical. Right. Like dudes in masks and bands, like mm-hmm. fucking Slipknot and stuff Slipknot, like that. Right. Not usually something that appeals to me. Also, usually don't like stuff that is forcefully trying to sound vintage and kind of throwbacky, mm-hmm. which the recent stuff hasn't really that much. But their first album was very, very Sabbathy and very seventy sounding. Usually, I don't like that throwback kind of thing. Yeah, but God damn it, they're just so good, and they do it all in the name of our sweet Satan. Oh, sweet, sweet Satan. Oh, Beelzebub. <laughs> if you're going to listen to one record, get Opus Eponymous, their first album, which has... Second week in a row, we've mentioned this. Yeah. Cover art. Looks uh-huh. like Salem's Lot. Uh-huh. God damn Is it. Is Swedish. I love... Je t'aime. Je t'aime, ghost. Uh-huh. What are you, je t'aime? Well, <laughs> Ben, there are so many actors that have come out of... Sweden. Yeah, a couple, two, three. I'm I'm just gonna start with the easiest name to mention. That is the Skarsgårds. The Skarsgårds. There's a lot of those guys. There's a Stellan. Stellan. Yeah. There's an Alexander, I believe. Alex. Okay. There's a Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise Skarsgård. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. My wife has a huge crush on him. Man, I think he looks fucking weird. He looks like a male model. I mean, I don't know. Not not when he's Pennywise. When he's Pennywise, he looks like hot, hot. Yeah, yeah like really damn. You know that's like you a see thing. That dick. There's like there's like fan cool fiction and stuff like that. Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. Cool Rophilia is the desire to fuck clowns or oh really obsession with clowns. Yeah, but there's people that are like I want to be fucked by Pennywise. 
And it's like, I don't think you do. Really they do they mean the Skarsgård, what, Bill Skarsgård, or do they mean just any Pennywise? I don't know. I've not, I've not looked that <laughs> deeply into it, frankly. I, was, I, I think maybe they just mean Bill, Bill Skarsgård, because he's like, I'm attractive. I guess so. Yeah. That's an odd thing to me. Yeah. It's an odd thing to me. Also, Stellan Skarsgård was in a little movie called Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah. Fuck, he was, wasn't uh-huh. he? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's like the father Skarsgård, and then yeah. he had like 100 kids. Who... He had 2,000 kids. Yeah. Yep. It's They're kind of like the, uh, the the heart family of acting, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. You know, we're like Brett and Owen and all uh-huh. them other ones. Yeah. There was, what was the dad's name? Oh, God damn. I Bruce, can't remember. Bruce maybe? Hart? I'm, I'm not positive on that one. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, he trained all of his sons to fucking yeah. razzle it up. Yeah. Check out Wrestling with Shadows. That is a great documentary yeah. about Bret Hart and about his family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is really good, actually. Mm-hmm. It's definitely good. We had a lot of conversations about wrestling while we were out oh, yeah? on the road. That's yeah. awesome. Quick sidebar. You ready? Uh-huh. You're wrestling Mount Rushmore. Oh, shit. I'm just saying in terms of, like, not who you like the best. Yeah. You know, it's like not like a Sabu or somebody like that. Fuck. But just, like, people who are really fucking important. While you think, I'm going to lay you out a couple of mine. Yeah, go ahead. I've got to have a Hulk Hogan on there. Okay. Not I, He's a horrible wrestler. Yeah, but he's... Yeah. But hugely Iconic. important. I mean, dude, it's like, what kid didn't want to be Hulk Hogan when they grew right. up? Right, yeah. Ultra, I ultra I had the important. Hulk Hogan workout set, and I uh, said my prayers and ate my vitamins. Exactly. I didn't say prayers did. or eat vitamins, but yeah. I drank milk. That, that's Kurt Angle style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have a... I'm going to have a Ric Flair on there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think Flair took the art of the promo. He's amazing. I think he's the guy that figured out it's like if you make your persona larger than life. Yeah. And just, dude, that that, that fucking one promo where he said, I've spent more of this year on spilt liquor than he's ever made his entire career. (laughs) Like, fuck, that's the best line I've ever fucking heard. He's a king. Mean. Woo. (laughs) By God, Gene. (laughs) And then, honestly, like the the next two, mm-hmm. I'm kind of gonna put in tandem because I feel like they yeah. si- they single handedly, duo handedly, yeah, revived wrestling and kept it going. I'm talking about Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, I mean seriously, wrestling would have died. Yeah, without those two guys, absolutely would have died. I feel like on the other side of the mountain, there's also Shawn Michaels. Because he's probably yeah, the greatest that, performer in and outside of the ring. Here, that we've I'll ever be had. the other side of the mountain here. Right. I won't pick any of those four, though okay. I, I I agree with you. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin is it would be number one on anybody's list. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels and DX, they yeah. they made. Uh, made it possible for people to pay attention to Stone Cold. Because sure. Stone Cold could have wow, just been huh? a badass that wrestling fans knew about. Yeah, yeah. But if it weren't for DX, there wouldn't have been hundreds and thousands of eyes watching WWF every Monday night. You're not wrong. So I, I can't I can't argue that. Without them, there wouldn't have been yeah. an audience to see a Stone yeah. Cold and The Rock. And Shawn Michaels, uh, whenever he first won the... Uh, title at was it WrestleMania ten? I don't know. The first time he won the title, that was amazing. It was a, uh, I believe it was an Iron Man match. Yeah, an amazing match. 
Has your uh, heart ever been more broken than when he turned on Marty Jannetty? Oh, man. <laughs> Threw him through that barbershop window. <laughs> oh, I was betrayed as a child. Because my brother and I would always pretend to be... Yeah, the rockers. The fucking rockers, uh-huh. yeah. My brother would be Shawn Michaels and I would be Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Because when you're the little brother, you always get to yeah, be Luigi. Yeah, you get the second choice. Yeah, you're the, you're the Luigi. Mm-hmm. Man, my heart was broke. My heart was broke. <laughs> so yeah, Shawn Michaels, for Shawn sure. Shawn Michaels... He's up there. Um, I mean, <laughs> this one, I'm telling you, you, not for his wrestling ability, but again for his mic ability. Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, dude, Rowdy. Fuck, yeah. That was also another guy that was he, that he, was on my considered list. Yeah, like, he dude. and Ric Flair revolutionized using the mic to, to get the audience. Best Rowdy Roddy Piper line. <laughs> he says, I walk fast, I talk fast. I'm so fast that I can turn off the lights and be under the covers before it gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking I, amazing line. Like, there are two sides of the same coin. Ric Flair, yeah. though, like... He got he, there first. He Yeah. Well, he, he had the success that Roddy Piper never really had. True. Roddy Piper never got over in the same way that Ric Flair did, but yeah. he, he could talk on the mic just same level as Ric Flair. I remember watching his his like promos and stuff as a kid, uh-huh. and like being nervous and being like, yeah. he's gonna say something really bad, and I'm not gonna be allowed to watch wrestling yeah. anymore. <laughs> like he just seemed like he was constantly about to like get fucking real yeah. on the air, you know? Yeah, he really did. That's yeah, rowdy dude, rowdy man. For me, it's it's hard to choose. Uh, okay, so Chris Benoit. Uh, who we don't talk about anymore yeah, because he must not be he, named. He's he murdered his family. Very bad. Yeah, very bad. Uh, one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever. Oh, lived. unbelievable! Yeah. Fucking unbelievable! Yeah. And since I wouldn't put him up there because of that, yeah. My alternative choices would either be Eddie Guerrero or Rob Van Dam. Interesting I, choices here. Interesting I know. choices. I think Eddie Guerrero is one of the best wrestlers to ever. Lived. Yeah. Yeah. And RVD. RVD, one of the best wrestlers. Eddie yeah. Guerrero could play a heel and RVD can't. That's RVD yeah. is basically like the guy who saw a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie yeah. when he was it's like, 12 oh, okay, and was that. like, oh, that's my life. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is a guy who knew wrestling in and out. So yeah. I'm throwing Eddie Guerrero up there. Pro move. Boom! That's good choices, man. Uh-huh. That's great choices. And then, man, my last one. I mean... How can you not put Mick Foley up there? See, that was that was also one of those Mick guys that fucking Foley. if I was talking about Mount Rushmore of favorites, yeah, yeah, of course Foley would be on there. He, of I course. mean, it's not about his ability, but he had ability. Yeah, that's the he thing. He still has ability. Like the the ability to take a bump is yeah. part of wrestling. Oh God, and yeah. nobody does it like him. Nobody. nobody does it like him. No, and of course, so good at personality. Yep. He's got four of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Like he's he's so That's a great good. Point. Bang bang. Yeah, he can be Cactus Jack, he can be Dude Love, he can be Mankind, or he can just be Mick Foley. Yeah. And it's four separate characters. Right. And he can Damn. like I mean, there was a period there where he would be Mankind, be Cactus Jack, be Dude Love, like yeah, yeah. just in and out of those characters. I mean, listen, so I was awesome. I was impressed when I watched Split, but I was like, mm, <laughs> he's no mm, Mick Foley. No Mick Foley. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see him laying on any fucking thumbtacks or 
anything cool he like that. He did bend those bars, though. That he was pretty cool. He did bend the bars, yeah. I guess. I think it hurt the bars more than it hurt him. That, I'm sure. See where David Arquette is doing like death matches and stuff now? Do what? David Arquette is wrestling in like... Former m- WCW champion David Arquette? Yeah. He's wrestling in like... It looks like fucking Smoky Mountain wrestling level like... 100 people in the audience shit. That's pretty awesome. Doing like death matches with fucking... That makes me love David Arquette. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I love David Arquette. I hated when he was like the WCW champion because it was like just promo for WCW making a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like at that point where there really became that differentiation between WWF and WCW where WWF was like putting out quality and WCW was like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. Uh, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Maybe this? I yeah. don't know. But no, nah, he's uh he's fucking awesome. And I watched his like ring intro and he's he's in like a tag team. Uh-huh. And they did the most awesome just like fucking 1987 like cheesy strutting out yeah. sexy like that's shaking great. Their asses that's thing. what wrestling needs more of. Fuck yeah. Some of that throwback. That that like he he's in perfect position to be a heel. Like mm-hmm. he could come out every time and just re- like remind everyone former WCW champion and piss off half the audience immediately. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. Also used to be married to Monica. (laughs) Fuck you guys. How do we go from our favorite things about Sweden (laughs) to professional wrestling? Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. So Sweden. Okay. Other great stuff. I'll tell you another great band from Sweden. That probably nobody knows, so I'm even going to spell oh, okay. it. It's Matt's Morgan Band. M-A-T-S-M-O-R-G-A-N okay. Band. Matt's Morgan Band. It is a duo of uh, players. It's a drummer, Morgan Ogren, and mm. a keyboard player, Mats Oberg, uh-huh. that have played together since they were like four. Matt's yeah. the keyboard player, is a blind guy, Oh, and just plays like a motherfucker. Morgan Ogren is among my favorite drummers mm. to ever live. Some of you guys might know him because he actually played drums on Meshuggah guitarist Frederick Thorndendahl's solo album, Special Defects. Okay. So he got to play drums on that. But they have a band together that is very fucking strange and it's very, it's kind of Frank Zappa-ish. Okay. I guess is the closest thing I've compared it to. And they also both played in Frank's band when they were like 14. That li- that lets you know that they're like Omega level fucking music uh-huh. players. Unbelievable stuff. So check out uh, especially the record, Thank You for Flying With Us. Or maybe it's Thanks for Flying With Us. Okay. You'll find it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's somebody else you like from Sweden? You ever heard of Dolph Lundgren? I've heard of this feller. I've heard of Dolph. Yeah. Him. They forgot about Dolph. <laughs> Looks like they forgot about Dolph. <laughs> What's your favorite Dolph movie? When you think Dolph Lundgren, Rocky what do you fucking four? think about? Fuck yeah, you what, think about what Rocky What else do you think about? I would break you. Uh-huh. I must break you. I'm sorry. I must, I must break, break you. you. Got it. Got it. Like... Like it's an obligation he's yeah. been given. Yeah, well, in communist Russia, I must break you. I must break you. Yeah. Well, let me try to redeem myself. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. Okay, I got one. Yeah. I got one. That's I, great. I guess in the next uh, Creed, yeah. Creed movie. Yeah, he, it's his son, and he's in it. Awesome. Did you see Creed, the first one? No, I heard it was awesome, Yeah, though. Jay, Creed's great. I mean... Nice. That's the first Honestly, time somebody said. <laughs> the first time somebody has said, "Creed's great since 1998." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I heard yeah. it is really good though. Honestly, like if you look through the the Rocky movies, uh, one is great. Yeah, two is 
pretty much garbage, but the fight, the training and fight scenes are cool. Yeah, sure. Three again, training and fight scenes are cool. Mister totally. T's cool. Whatever. Yeah, obviously. Four is a good movie. Four is good, man. Four is a good movie. Yeah. Five sucks. It's the one uh, where which is five. It's the one with Tommy Gunn or whatever. I think where I've, he trains the guy and then yeah. like they end up having a street fight. I don't know if I ever watched it. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, is good. Uh-huh. It's the one where he comes back as an old man. I don't think I watched it. Okay, well, it's a good one. Okay, yeah. and then and then Creed, great. Michael B. Jordan's awesome. Right on. Yeah. I gotta scope that out. What do you know about Matthias Ia Eklund? Not much. He plays guitar for a band called Freak Kitchen. Does he? And he is among the most underrated guitarists in the world. He's awesome. Wow. And he is a he is a technical wizard on the guitar. Like he can fucking play that thing up, down, left, and right and sideways. But he's also interesting because he I think has mastered the guitar to such a level that just playing it like a normal person has kind of gotten boring to him. Uh-huh. So he does all kinds of weird stuff with the guitar, like plays it with uh dildos. Does that help, do you think? It's pretty crazy, actually. I'll yeah. show you I'll show you later. But it okay. is amazing. He uses like a hair comb, you know, like the you keep in your back pocket yeah. kind of hair comb. Right. And if kind you're of like, a greaser. Yeah. From and the like 1950s. Glides it across the strings and all those little tines pick the, the string uh-huh. like a fucking machine gun. Whoa. Yeah. And he uses like remote controls and shoots them into the pickups and all kinds uh-huh. of crazy stuff. He's awesome. A great sense of humor. A whimsical player. I've always loved his stuff. Check out Matthias Ia. Eklund. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, since he's see- seeking out new guitar experiences, yeah. how do you think he'd like to play that guitar from From Dust Till Dawn that was a oh, human, the human body. body? Yeah. I think he could probably do he something probably, with that. Yeah, pull something out. He could out probably of make that, that work. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you like? Skype. Skype is good, man. Skype straight came out of Sweden. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. So that's a Swedish innovation. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right so, on. So, uh,. Skype has a special history with Dead and Lovely as our first oh, few yeah. episodes were recorded over Skype. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. We wouldn't be here without Skype. It's pretty Thank interesting. You, Skype. Skype also helps me pay my bills because I teach guitar lessons over uh-huh. Skype. If you're interested in booking some one-on-one lessons, be sure to drop me an email. I've been on guitars at gmail.com. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. You're that dude from Micro Machines commercials. I thought so. Yeah. I thought that I was. And uh, Opeth, another one of my favorite Swedish bands. Love Opeth. Opeth. Perfect for this time of year. To me, like, November mm-hmm. is kind of like Opeth, Opeth time. Weather. Yeah. yeah. It's getting gray. The trees are kind of getting brown and dead and stuff. Uh-huh. It's about Opeth time. But we can't ignore the greatest. The greatest Swedish the greatest thing contribution. of all time. Yergi, burgi, flurgi, burgi. It must be the Swedish chef. It's the Swedish chef. I all of our Swedish listeners it. just got pissed off at us, <laughs> and we actually have a lot of them. We're yeah, we kind of do. It's yeah, very we do. yeah. We have are a lot of Swedish listeners. Cool. I love Swedish chefs I do so too. much. I don't think. Uh, I mean, you can't. You can't know what's an insult to another culture. You really can't. Yeah, but, I would like to know if we have some Swedish yeah, listeners listening in. Uh-huh. Let us know: Is Swedish chef offensive? Yeah, and or it, would it be like because like I've seen I like I've seen stereotypical Americans in like Russian TV and stuff, and it's like you look at it and you go, "What are they making fun of here?" Like yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure what the joke is because I don't know anybody like that. Right. So do you, it's like a Swedish person see the Swedish chef and they're like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Why does he have a big red mustache? Why does he have human hands when all yeah. the rest of them are just regular Muppets? <laughs> it always just like confused and mystified me as a kid because I was yeah. like, his face is like a Muppet, but his hands are people hands, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Why is he the only one like that? It's so strange. But the best Swedish chef impression of all time, Andy Samberg. Yeah? Yeah, check out check out SNL uh, Swedish Chef. Andy oh. Samberg does an amazing Swedish Chef impression. But while we're on the subject of maybe offending people, I will say... You don't like Swedish people. No, 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 oh. I love them. No, 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 I do. I love them. But I was going to say, to American ears, Swedish Chef does just kind of sound like what y'all sound like to us. Yeah. It's this all this true. Hurdy birdy skirty flirty. This is true. Sweet, Swedish and Dutch. Yeah. When uh, Americans hear them, it do, it sounds like you're making fun of people speaking English. Yeah. But I bet when Swedish uh, and Dutch people hear English, they're like, just sounds like they're making fun of Swedish. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like they, they sound like this. I'll tell you my favorite game. Maybe I mentioned uh-huh. this on the show. I can't remember. But my favorite thing, anytime I meet somebody whose first language is from some other yeah. non-English speaking country, I'm always like, please, for the love of God. Make fun of me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's do an impression <laughs> yeah. of what Americans sound like. Yeah. And it's so fun. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. And I've gotten so many great impressions from people over the years. Apparently, to a lot of French people... Uh, according to to one dude that I was friends with, he said we sound like a ram, 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 ram. <laughs> That's what American people sound like to them. And then another guy that was here from France, I was talking to him, and he said that we sounded like a ram, ram, ram. I want an apple butter. Ram, ram, ram. I want an I want apple, apple butter. butter. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> of all the things to pull, we love apple. I butter. want an apple butter. So I love hearing people make fun of the way that I sound. So yeah. hopefully Swedish Chef like isn't Like every offensive. time a British actor does an American accent. Oh, man. Where it's just like, you're making fun of us, aren't you? Because they all make it sound like we're all like fucking pioneers. Like we're damn Davy Crockett or something. Yeah, shit. and we all grumble a lot. Yeah, there's a lot like of that. Like you hear Hugh Laurie speak uh, with his British accent. And it's like, oh, what a oh, wow. pleasant little voice he has. Yeah, and yeah. then he's house and he's like. I need more Vicodin. <laughs> Granted, a lot of American people do say that. Yeah. <laughs> they I do need say more that all Vic- the time. Hey, Cuddy, I need more Vicodin. <laughs> it's not lupus. I'm a re- uh, this is my perfect oh, it's house not lupus. impression. Yeah. That's good. That's quality. 13, you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to love about Sweden for sure. That's one of those yeah. places I, I don't I think... Would- that I could ever live. I would love to live there. Would you really? I straight up, I love their their government and their uh, educational systems. Educational system. Yep. People, you can live there and uh, you know enjoy your life. Live like a king. Yeah, but you have to be cold and in the dark a lot. So thusly, I could not enjoy my life. Yeah, I really don't think suck. I could. Like, dude, that in, in Tennessee, here we've had. Maybe about nine days. Mm-hmm. We well, we saw the sun yesterday. Yeah. But other than that, we've had a lot of dark, gloomy days yeah. already. And I'm already like, well, fuck this. Some of you guys can probably already hear it. I still have this like sinus infection that started in October. Jesus. Like a month and a half ago. It was just getting better. And then I think it's probably just where I went and visited multiple different climates. Yeah. Rode in a plane several times and then came yeah, back the here. Yeah, the plane probably had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And then Planes here too, it's, it's like super... Super dry and cold, and we took a long walk last night. So it's like my sinuses just staying fucked up this winter. <laughs> so I know I would certainly die if I was yeah. in Sweden. I lived in Russia for two years. I yeah. think I could survive Sweden, but yeah, it it does. 
you you start to get I think I would call it snow madness mm. where like you look out the window and all you see is bright white Ugh. forever. That it sounds just awful. keeps happening every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't deal with that, man. I couldn't do mm. it. All right. Now, Steve, before we start into the movie review portion here, I want to crack open another fine beer here. And this is a, this is the first for our show. This comes from the Crafty Bastard Brewery right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. I love Crafty Bastard I've so been there much. Once. I enjoyed it. You've only been the one time? Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so great. It's great because it's like hanging out in somebody's garage. Yeah, I did like that environment. Yeah. And they make awesome beer and they let dogs uh, in. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty enjoyable. I this like is, anywhere I can take my dog. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that my wife picked up from Merchants of Beer right there in the old city in Knoxville. Place is awesome because they have like 50 beers on tap all yeah. the time. And they also like sell beers from local places and stuff. Awesome. Pretty badass. This is their Tessellation IPA, which is I have 6. had this 2%. before. I have too. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's tasty. Yeah. It's tasty, man. I look forward to seeing what it tastes like after that one that we just had. I yeah. think that it's a little drier, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's been a little while since I had it, so I'm going by memory here. I foamed yours up really yeah. bad. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's hard to pour these huge cans right at the top. That is it? an issue with the crowlers. Yeah. Is that, yeah, when you first start to pour. It's hard to get the beer out of there. Yeah. But on the bright side, there's a ton of beer in those things. Yeah. That so is it's very bright. Well, while we wait on these things to foam down on us here, Steve, let me ask you, what's the first time you watched let the right one hen <laughs> i watched it with my wife yeah um i believe this is why we were dating okay she, Ooh, dating yeah, uh-huh we were kissing and stuff yeah. um but my wife had watched it and loved it and she convinced me to watch it okay and uh, immediately it was just like oh what this yeah. is awesome like yeah definitely the movie starts uh pretty brutally yeah and <laughs> it just really takes off from there yeah definitely so yeah i i enjoyed it a lot so is this the second time you watched it or have you seen other i've seen it since because yeah. my wife really loves it we've we've watched it several times okay yeah i want to say that i've seen it this may maybe, maybe it was only the third time or so that i watched uh-huh. this movie we watched it in theaters whenever it came out at uh like the art theater you know in Knoxville. yeah yeah downtown west and my wife and I both just like loved it immediately. Yeah. We were like, oh my God, it's so fucking good. And I want to say I watched it another time with a friend that came over. But as we said many times, of course, you watch these things with a much different eye. Yeah. Whenever you know you're going to be doing a critical analysis podcast yeah, when about see, this stuff. When you yeah. need to find out what you're going to talk about, you start finding yeah. little threads to pull on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, man, like it's a, uh, man, it's a fucking interesting movie. And I definitely saw it through a much different eye this time. Yeah. It's, I noticed way more stuff. Yeah. That yeah. had really always passed me by. I had never noticed until recently that it's set in the 80s. That's odd to me. Because yeah. to me, it's like it just screams fucking 80s. I lived in Europe, man. People dress like that still. <laughs> okay, that okay, that is kind of the thing, though, yeah, right? That's the thing. Is. You talked about that in Russia where like people wear the tracksuits because of the, yeah. the denim shortage. And then it just kind of became the, the fashion. Yeah, it's kind of the thing. Yeah. But the movie is so 80s, but at the same time, it's not like... Yeah. You know, so many, so many movies, whenever they're set in a certain time period, 
way fucking overdo it. It's like, yeah. oh, it's the eighties. Everybody's wearing fucking spandex and neon colors. Exactly. And, they're they're yeah. they're eighties uh, signals that maybe if you're from Sweden, you would catch like maybe the coats and things. You're right. like, yeah, I remember that. My grandfather had that yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right. But for an American, it's like. Is that what they wear? Yeah. Like I, I, they might wear that. You know, it's odd, though, because I remember whenever we were kids, uh-huh. whenever you'd see something, when, when I say when we were kids, I mean in the late 80s, early yeah. 90s, whenever you'd see something that was from Britain or from anywhere in, in Europe, like a TV show or a movie or something like that, it would always be like, man, this looks old. Yeah. Like, this looks like it's behind where we are. Yes. And did. now it's the complete opposite. Yeah. We're like a lot of fucking stuff coming from Europe is like, oh, okay, we're just now catching on to this fashion mm. thing or whatever it is they're doing over there. Uh, it's kind of inverted itself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, we're regressing and they're <laughs> Maybe progressing. Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Got so it. We're catching up to each other. <laughs> Let's take a sip of this tessellation. Yeah. Figure out what that thing's about now that it's not quite so foamy. How you feel about that right there? Oh. Mm. God, I forgot. Oh, I forgot about Dre. I did, and I wasn't supposed to. That's a much different taste. It is than the stuff Dave hooked us up with. It That's is interesting, man. I can't quite put my finger on what it is that it tastes like. It tastes gold. It's all over the place. It yeah. tastes gold, if that makes sense. It it's does a golden taste flavor. gold. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as you know grapefruity. Mm-mm. But there's something else in there that there's I just a lot of flavor to it. Cannot put my finger on. I can't either. It's a rich IPA. It is very rich. I like it. It's not super sweet. It's not super funky either, honestly. No, no. There's just a little bit of bitterness on the back end. Yeah, there is. There is, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. I I remember the first time I had it just being like, what is this? Yeah. Crafty makes some great stuff, man. And there's usually like good food trucks and stuff out there too. Mm. A lot of our listeners maybe have seen the U.S. version of this. Let Me In. Let Me Mm -hmm. In, which has... Chloe Moretz. There you go. Uh, and Cody McPhee Smith. Yeah? That sounds like a fake name. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Maybe he was, he was like, yeah, I'm a kid and an actor. Cody uh, McWhatever. Cody McPhee Smith. <laughs> and it's basically about a a boy, Oscar, who is kind of in, a, in an awkward family way, kind of in a divided family, mm-hmm. and he befriends a next-door neighbor, Ellie? Eli? Ellie? Ellie? Who is well, a, I, I mean, I, the name is Eli. The way they pronounce yeah. it is Ellie. Right. And which, like, I think there is there is some, like, disconnect with Swedish culture and American culture and knowing exactly. Because, like, whenever she says yeah. that her name is Ellie, he gets a weird look on his face. Like, that's not a girl's name. It'd but be when like, we hear it, okay. we hear Ellie. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, short for Eleanor. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That's but it could be, could be like Elliot or something like that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm Gene. I'm, <laughs> yeah. pa- I'm Pat. I'm Pat. <laughs> it's like, damn it. Yeah, and he befriends Ellie, and it turns out she's a vampire. Turns out. But, I mean, also turns out that he's a, a serial killer in the making. I guess so. Yeah. And it's kind of about their getting to know each other process and the problems that arise within... And it's based on a book, and I have not read the book. We have it, but I've not read it. My wife has read it. She read it as a beach read, talk about a horrible <laughs> fucking idea. And she said that in terms of darkness yeah, and just how fucked up it is, like if the movie, or sorry, if the book is a 10, the movie is about a 5. 
Okay. So and everything. So this, this movie is very dark. So the book. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah. Apparently there's. Apparently it follows the book pretty pretty well. But there's yeah. there's a lot of changes in terms of just. There's some a shit reason that you for that. Cannot show like will not show the reason as entertainment that the movie is so similar to the book is that the screenplay was written by the book's author, John Ajvid Lindquist. No shit. Mm-hmm. So he did the screenplay. Yeah, the, there was some apprehension about him doing the screenplay because whenever an author adapts their work, yeah. screenplay movie is just a different format. We've talked about it a million times, especially when we talk about Stephen King, where like yeah, 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 things that work in a novel don't work in a movie. So. I don't know. Maximum Overdrive is fucking sick. <laughs> Directed by Stephen. <laughs> exactly. <King. Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, he he obviously seemed to know the difference between the screenplay format and the novel format and cut yeah. out a lot of things that or are maybe too dark for a movie yeah. but also cu- knew that then you also cut the storylines associated with those things cuz you don't need yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Namely so, namely the rampant amount of pedophilia and stuff that's, yeah, that's in, in the movie. Uh, sorry, in the book. In the book, uh Hawken, who is the the caretaker of uh, Ellie. Ellie, yeah. yeah. He is a pedophile. Yeah, he was a former teacher that got... Yeah, got caught Fired because he had child porn. Yeah. But the movie, if you don't know any of that, which I Doesn't didn't come across. until researching for this... Same, yeah. Uh, if you don't know any of that, it seems like that Hawken was like Oscar. Okay. That, yeah. that Ellie had yeah. met him as a youth saw that he had a predilection to murder right. and chose him to take care of her until he died. Or maybe not even murder, but just saw that there was a weakness that she could exploit. Yeah. Which and is, that I could use this person yeah. to, to harvest blood for me. Exactly. Yeah. And we should also mention that we are going to keep calling Ellie she, despite the fact that she was born with a penis that was cut off forcefully. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not in the movie entirely. Well, all we get is a, a quick peek at her downstairs region. Yeah, it's a mix-up. It's a downstairs mix-up going on there. Where, yeah, it's just a scar. Yeah. Yeah. Which also, very shocking to see that in a in a movie. Yeah, it is. Because she's supposed to be 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. Very weird to see that. But it, it's not in a... I, I, I don't know, man. Well, there's nothing sexual about Exactly. Yeah. Like, I've seen people be like, oh, my God, I, this, fuck this movie. They showed yeah. this, and it's like, uh, it's not supposed to be, like, sexy or yeah, anything. No. It's not at all exploitive or pornographic or uh-huh. anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think that's a really valid complaint about this movie. No. Yeah, so we are going to refer to Ellie as she. There's some, there's some interesting stuff that you can explore there, too. There is, there for really, sure. Really is. Because, I mean... I don't know if in the book if it explains why she was castrated. Uh, it, uh, she was castrated by a a nobleman who was also a vampire. Oh, really? Who, the yeah, fuck? Why? Basically tortured her. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So she's uh, several hundred years old. Uh, yeah, uh, and looks twelve. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's there's like uh, they did smart things to make. Ellie seem older. Yeah. Uh, the voice that we hear throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. is, in fact, not the voice of the actress. It is the voice of an older woman doing the voice for her. Wait, yeah. no shit. Yep. You're saying the Swedish language voice. Swedish language, yep. 
That's not actually her voice. Not her voice. Because no. it is kind of low she and has dry. Like, like. Yeah, the, the actress actually had like a high, pleasant voice. So this and is like an exorcist fucking Linda mm-hmm. Blair scenario. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's one of those things that if you speak Swedish and you watch it, the dubbing is very obvious. Yeah, but if you don't. Yeah, because I'm reading subtitles. You're just subtitles, reading subtitles. You're not it, paying yeah. attention to how the lips are moving and stuff. Yeah. That's really interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. So they did that to make her seem older. More... Yeah. To give you that wow. hint kind of early on that she maybe knows more about the world and stuff. Because if you, again, no, walking into it, I didn't know it was a vampire movie. No. I just knew it was a movie my, my wife liked. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, early on, I thought my first time watching it that Oscar was going to end up killing people. Wow. Because it's pretty so clear that The first he's... time you watched it, you didn't know it was a vampire movie. No. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I did from the previews. Oh, okay. I didn't see the previews or anything. Interesting. Yeah. So this movie starts with, with Oscar being like squeal like a pig and he's yeah. stabbing a tree and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, he's going to like murder that poor girl the, or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. And then later Whoa. when they're downstairs in that like hangout spot yeah, 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 yeah. and he pulls out the knife. Like, Danger. I was Ellie like, Ron. oh, he's going to fucking murder her. Even though now I know she is a vampire. We already know that part. Like... I thought, oh, like that's been his plan all along was to try to yeah. murder this girl. But then, Damn. you know, he just tries to become blood friends. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. He wants to share his fluids with her is the point. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I hadn't really looked at it in that regard, but... <laughs> and when you say it that way, yes. Here's some fluid. Here's some fluid. And she was like, cool. Sick fluid. I'm excited dude. about that. I better get out of here before I murder you. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't know mm. that you didn't know that it was a vampire movie. It's pretty cool. So the the USA version has a handful of differences. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. I mean, we I want to review it in full one day. Yeah, because yeah, I, but I did watch it to, for this, um, and I, I did want to talk about some of the different because yeah. like it's so completely similar. Yeah, uh, I was, in most ways. I was gonna say like I, I was hoping that you had watched the U.S. version. I, d- I didn't have time to yeah. obviously, as I just watched this last night. Yeah, and uh, I remember watching the U.S. version pretty much right right when it came out on you know streaming or uh-huh. something, and just thinking, wow, this was completely unnecessary because I recall is. it just being very much just like it's very this one. much the same, except it cuts out some points and adds in some points that kind of hurt it for me. Like what one. Oscar in the American version, yeah. he's not murderous. Really? He doesn't have this predilection to crime. He's not obsessed with murder and, and stuff like Why that. Why the fuck would they cut that out? Well, they teen, seem to be going more for the romance angle, which okay. creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. Because just like I'm creeped out with Twilight, Absolutely. we have a hundreds-year-old vampire. Yep. And a child. And a child, yeah. A child. A child. Bring me a child. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. It's real weird. And huh. um but like the thing is that the the Swedish version of the movie explores that. Expo- yeah. You get into what Ely is doing and yeah, that yeah. she is uh manipulating and right. using his uh, interest in her appearance 
to get what she wants. Yeah. Um, and that's absent from the American version. But the American version, yeah, it's just like a romance. Huh. It's gross. Um, yeah, that's definitely not cool. They also, the bully is getting bullied by his older brother. You know okay. how in this movie, the older brother, like, comes up behind him and, like, you know, fucks with him after he gets his ear Oh, cut. right, right, yeah, yeah. But, like, he's not mean to him. Right. Like, they're friends, obviously. He's like, hey, give me the keys to the house. And he gives him the keys, and that's it. Yeah. And, like the, and then he finds out what happened and wants to get revenge for his little brother. Yeah. In the U.S. version, the older brother is bullying the younger brother, and it's the explanation for why he bullies. Oh, deep. Oh, boy. We've really learned something that. now about okay. the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of weak. It is very weak. Yeah. So, yeah. Those two big changes, and then also there are some small things. One change, it's not exactly a change, it's just a different way to get rid of Hawken. Okay, yeah. Um, instead of having him, you know, have the kid in the locker room, which is what happens in this one, and yeah, then yeah. be basically cornered and have to Throw pour acid, acid on, on his face, face so yeah. they can't find either. God, that's fucking grisly. Yeah, instead of that, um, he hides in the back of a car to get one, one of the boys separated from, from the other group. Yeah. And then another boy comes along and is like, hey, I need a ride. And he gets in and they still don't see him in the back of the car. And then they go to a gas station and the one boy gets out to go pay for gas. And the other boy kind of like is just sitting there. And then Hawking guy comes up behind him and yeah. starts trying to kill him eventually has to steal the car out reverses out from the gas station and there's this huge car wreck hmm. which is so very american yeah to add a really. car wreck to yeah, a movie sure. that already has fucking <laughs> vampire in it like, <laughs> but it is a real cool sequence despite yeah. the fact that it doesn't add anything to the movie yeah it's, <laughs> it's a lame. cool sequence and then he pours the acid on his face when the car is turned upside down okay yeah Huh. I don't know that's better. It's not better. It's just interesting. Although, honestly, like, even in this movie, that part where, yeah, he's, like, hanging out by the gym and the kids mm -hmm. are starting to leave and he, like, takes that one kid and hangs him up. And, yeah. But then the other kids are all still there. It's like, okay, that's a little hasty, dude. A little hasty. It really is. He, yeah. It seems like in this movie that uh, Hawking is done with this almost. Like, he kind of wants to get caught, maybe. Okay, yeah. Like, I can kind of see that. He kind of just wants to be done yeah. and not have to deal with this anymore. And I can see how if the angle is that he's a pedophile, yeah. he's realized, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. I'm never going to get to have sex with a child like I wanted to. Yeah, because apparently in the book, like uh, Ellie is constantly kind of bribing Hawken to go out yeah. and get blood for him and be like, yeah, okay, you know, if you fucking go kill this guy for me, uh -huh. you, can, you can give me a hug. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's way darker and yeah, more fucked than up a than hug. That. Yeah. Uh, so apparently that's kind of her bribing tactic. Because Ellie doesn't really like killing. We see Ellie kill yeah. a few times in this, and she doesn't really seem She's to. She's not excited about it. She just enjoy does it because it. she has to. Yeah, yeah. But apparently in the book, yeah, she's like bribing him to go out and, and kill people. Yeah. This has some pretty dope kills in it. It does. Oh my God. I mean, the first kill we see is the him hanging that kid upside oh, down in a tree it's like and he's then butchering slitting. a pig yeah it is that's the cool thing I think about the Hawkins scenes is how clinical everything is 
Oh, you can like, tell he's done this a million fucking times. Done it a million times. Doesn't affect him. He just wants to get the blood and go. That's such an interesting it beer. Is this, this, I just had a sip of it, and I was like, it almost has like, like a, a cologne-like almost. taste it's to it. It's got like five different flavors yeah. going on all at the same time. It's really good. Very, yeah. very, very complex. Yeah. But I yeah, like you're, you're right. The way that he like kills those dudes and dresses them, and you know, he's got his whole kit. He's got the tubes. He's got the uh, funnel. Like he's got his jar of acid in case he's about to get caught. Just like in case. he's always ready. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking grim, dude. It's real grim. It really is. And he's not happy or anything. Like no, I I like to believe that in this one he's not a pedophile, and that it is there is the implication that it's like the same thing as what's going on with Oscar and sure. Ely. Yeah. Um, because he does seem to be just like going through the motions. Going through the motions. Yeah. Like I, he doesn't seem to take pleasure in no. killing these kids or anything. Yeah, and that's. It seems like it, like Oscar probably will. Yeah. That's his thing. He yeah, seems to really want to murder. Yeah. And that's that's a really interesting dynamic in this movie. It's like you said, like I'll put it this way. I think that there's two different ways to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really realized it until you, you and I talked about it some before I watched it. But it's like the first time I watched this movie... And I think I even mentioned this at the end of the last episode. I was like, "Oh man, it's like it's got all these like coming of age romance, yeah, young love, That's the American version for sure, kind of things." Yeah. Well, even when I watched the Swedish version, I was like, "Oh yeah. man, it's got all this you know, yeah, uh, young romance kind of stuff in it." And you can watch it from that angle. You know, you can watch this movie and be like, "Oh cool, Ellie is, uh, you know, really interested in Oscar, and he loves her, and they both come from fucked up backgrounds, and they find stuff to bond." together with and they escape this crazy world on their own yeah you know but then the second angle you can watch it from is like ellie is a fucking ultra villain yeah a mega ultra villain maybe a fucking pedophile yeah that is a sociopath Mm -hmm. that just finds these people to do her her bidding and manipulates them yeah i mean what she wants oscar in this is just a shell of a man yeah that just goes through the motions to fucking kill oh, people Hawken, for her. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What did yeah. I say? Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Hawking in this. But is that just, is who Oscar yeah. will become. That's yeah. That's what this movie implies is that that's what yeah. uh, that's what Oscar has to look forward to. Is yeah. Becoming. You're the, seeing the future. Go through Oscar. the motions. You're not getting the uh, companionship and love that you expected to get when you started this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. And. You know, it makes you realize, like, the first thing that she ever saw from Oscar, and she says it's like, the first thing I heard you say is squeal like a pig, squeal. Yeah. You know, and she's like, oh, man, good future murderer. Yeah. Because she's lived several lifetimes. She has, for she sure. She probably knows a fucked up manipula- uh, man- manipulatable, mm-hmm. is that a word? Person when she sees yeah, one. She, yeah, because instead of being interested in eating him, yeah, even when she's hungry... She she, doesn't, she sees the value of keeping him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she had many opportunities uh-huh. to do so. There were there are a couple times that it implies that she's super hungry and she's yeah. holding it off. Yeah, and then of course the time where he cuts his hand. Yeah, and yeah. she, you know, just tells him to go yeah. and then runs away because okay. she doesn't want to kill him. Now about that, and this is one of those things that that I think I caught this time through that made me think some and made me realize how fucked up this movie really maybe mm-hmm. is. 
So in that scene that you're talking about where he cuts his hand and the blood spills on the floor and she gets that animal-like like bloodlust. Yeah. And she you know, gets down on the floor and she's licking his blood up. And it's the weirdest fucking camera shot. She looks up and she looks like she, an old... Yeah, she's a different person. She's an older she's a, person. Yeah, exactly. And it's very hard to identify if it's a man or a woman. Yeah. I, I almost think it looks like a man with a wig on. That would make sense because she's he was born a boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I only noticed that this time in my memory. It was like, oh, she's an old woman. But now I look at this and I'm like, maybe that's a guy. I really don't know. Yeah. And I, I couldn't find anything in the yeah, credits I, to find like old Ellie. Like say, I couldn't find anything. That. Yeah, I couldn't find anything okay. on the IMDb about it. Huh. So here's my question that I have about that. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about how this movie handles the the vampire lore and the vampire rules. Because to me, that's always one of the fun things about any vampire movie. Yeah. How does it handle the mythology? So we know from numerous other vampire stories that one of the powers that a vampire has is to glamour people. Yeah. To make them see what they want to see. Right. You know, yeah. hear what they want to hear and attract them and make them able to be manipulated and so on. Whenever we have those flashes where Ellie looks like an old person, yeah, is that maybe a point where the glamour is being broken? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think that's exactly what's happening is that we're seeing what she would look like if, yeah. if we could see her like that all yeah. the time. So, so basically, here's kind of what I'm getting at. is like, does Ellie keep herself glamoured to the world as a 12-year-old girl because she knows she can manipulate pedophiles and fucked up people. Well, not just that. She can manipulate anybody. I mean, a 12-year-old girl, she's going to be uh, beyond suspicion for these yeah. brutal yeah. murders and exactly. things. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's very fucked up when you think about it, it that way. When you think about it and especially how manipulative too, she is and how much all of this is just driven by her bloodlust. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. you know, it's like we have those scenes in the movie that seem so very innocent. Like whenever um, Oscar is in bed and she takes off all of her clothes and gets in bed with him. Yeah. And it's, again, in the movie, it's, it's played very, very well. It's played not in this creepy, sexual, pedophile way. It's not yeah. played like that at all. Yeah, she plays it very innocently, which, again... And the direction is very innocent, too, for sure. But that, again, is even darker yeah she has studied how to seem innocent exactly to that's what i'm saying it's like if you watch this movie and you're thinking to yourself like the old version of ellie that you see mm -hmm. just imagine that's her the entire movie yeah imagine her getting in bed with a 12 year old boy yes that's what i'm saying and you know saying she'll go steady with him yeah. and all that stuff yeah exactly yeah only you know what she really looks like and that's actually an old man and yeah Oh man, it it's a real Melisandre way, situation. Yeah, it becomes way fucked up. Yeah, it when really you look is. at it from that from that angle, I agree. Interesting, man. Like that, but at the same time, it's so watchable as a young romance kind of thing. Like, yeah, you could easily just. Uh, I assume everybody's first watch through is pretty much that. Like, it was for me. Yeah, and apparently too, like it, it's kind of like in. Um, I think Dave might have pointed this out to me, actually, when we were hanging out. Maybe I'm wrong. But I want to say he said that whenever they filmed, like, American Psycho, uh -huh. they filmed, like, two versions of every scene. Really? Yeah. Where it was, like, him being crazy, him not being crazy. Uh-huh. 
And in the editing process, they just edited all that shit together. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that you never really know. We'll have to cover that movie. Oh, fuck yeah, I would love to. But you can watch this movie and appreciate it from two completely different sides. Yeah. You know, you can watch this and be like, oh man, poor Ellie, that well, sucks. Yeah. Or you can watch this and be like, man, poor Oscar, he if is you being wa- manipulated. Like, yeah, if you watch it as a movie about Oscar, then it's about young love. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you watch it as a movie about Ellie, Ugh. then it's... Sociopathic manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. And, <laughs> and pedophilic, maybe? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing that I, I don't, don't know. I don't think she's actually sexually... No. interested in I don't in, I don't think so yeah. either. I don't think so. But either. she knows that it's the perfect time to catch him and groom him, yes. which is pedophilic behavior. Yes, exactly, getting him hooked, mm-hmm. so to speak. Getting him hooked so on that your he, appreciation and And the the character of Oscar too, it, it's like he said he's so obsessed with with crime and death. Uh-huh. He's kind of estranged from his family. Yeah, he's he, he and his mom don't exactly hate each other but he doesn't so it's like every time we see her she's in her work uniform yeah so implying that she's hardly ever home right and then of course his relationship with his dad he loves his dad but his dad is apparently an alcoholic yeah there's something going on there and maybe gay maybe gay i did not notice this the first time that i watched the movie but this time around there's that scene where oscar is like spending the weekend at his dad's yeah, house it's the second time he's at his dad's house and then that dude shows up yeah and and he's like oh oscar's here there's some real tension there now in yeah. the novel his dad is an alcoholic right and so when the alcohol comes out i could understand where the tension comes from but the tension also seems to be going on between the two men absolutely and oscar not, and oscar ends up hitching a ride and leaving in the middle of the night from his dad's house that yeah night. so like I even thought, is there some pedophilic situ- situation Ooh, here? Like, yeah. like is the is Oscar leaving because when his dad drinks, he becomes shit gets weird. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Um, that's dork. But yeah, he's got some real issues with his family. Yeah. And also some bullying issues. And the thing that, about the bullying too, uh-huh. and, and this is again one of those like, wow, Oscar's fucked up kind of things that i noticed this time around is even in those scenes where he's getting bullied and like the there's that scene where one of the kids is like hitting him with a switch or a, yeah. a rod or something and crying yeah mm-hmm. oscar is like stone cold like yeah. he seems to almost fucking enjoy it mm-hmm. like he is not like oh it hurts oh stop yeah. he's not fucking backing down at all he never does with no them. he and almost seems to like enjoy pain maybe yeah a little bit maybe maybe yeah he he's not intimidated by this maybe he's been through worse so it doesn't really affect possible yeah i really think that like um you know ellie is the one who tells him yeah uh hit them harder yeah Yeah, right like you know hit them when they come at them hot come at them hard and by the way good solution to bullying at the very least uh to teach your kids to be confrontational back mm. to teach your kids to not wilt like a flower right good idea uh maybe don't maybe not kill them maybe not kill them yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you this when those three boys cornered him and we're going to push him into the ice that's potential murder yeah like, that's murder yeah you hit somebody in the head with uh, a 
a rod that you have nearby because they might murder you, that's a reasonable response. Pretty okay. Pretty all right with me. But I like how he, after he does it, there's this this shot of him and he looks so free. Like his face is yeah, just Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Oh. Finally. I can do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he's not afraid. Like he's never afraid of them. But after that, it's just like nothing to him. Why are kids such fucking shitheads? I don't know, man. I was never really bullied. Yeah. So I I don't know that experience, but I've I've seen it. I don't get it, man. Kids can know. be real fucks. A lot of it usually comes from the home. Yeah. Where for sure. they are being treated that way or whatever. Right. But some kids are just shitheads. Yeah. And some adults are too. Oh uh, yeah, they grow up to be <laughs> full on assholes who yeah. become president of the United States. Or Maybe whatever. sometimes yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And you know, whenever I was a kid, of course I was homeschooled. Yeah. But I did go to kindergarten and first grade. I was gonna say, did your mom bully you? <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there. You're sitting there taking a test, and she's like, "What'd you get for three, <laughs> Dick? Tell me. <laughs> I'll beat you up." But there were some kids in. My, I think it was my first grade class. Uh-huh. And tell me this isn't the perfect fucking bully kid on the playground name. Uh, he looked like Budnick. <laughs> okay. Seriously, he had like a red mullet. Uh-huh. His name was Shane White. Shane White. Shane White. Doesn't that just sound like fucking, this kid's going to beat you up probably. Yeah, or uh, jump on a snowboard. Yeah. That's Sean White. Oh, Never yeah. Never mind. No, he shredded that thing. And there's another kid, I can't remember his name. They're just like the perfect skinny mullet kid, kind yeah. of kind of fat short hair kid, uh-huh. bully duo. That combo of uh uh my dad hits me and you seem cool. Yeah, yeah. precisely, precisely. Yeah. And one time during recess they did grab me and pin me up against a tree and rub pine sap on my arm. What the fuck? I know. It was very hard to remove. Yeah. But on top of just like how fucked up it was, I remember getting home and being like, they rubbed that on me with their hands. Their hands are covered in this too. Yeah. How awful. (laughs) It's like, it's just on my arm, but it's on their fingers. Wow. That has to be terrible. That, uh, that is, uh, there's a very poetic meaning there. I know, How they got blood on their hands. Yeah, dude. After abusing you, it's like, who wins really? Yeah. The bully. Kids are just fucking awful. Though. They really are. I, I think that whenever you see kids being shitty to each other for even the most minute differences where it's like, oh, you're not like me for one little reason. I hate you. That's humanity. I think that's, yeah. the, I think that's the basis evolutionary Isn't instincts. It weird. It's fucking how, awful. Like, okay. So in those early years, you're just experimenting in being a human mm-hmm. where you're like, trying to figure out how people react to things. Yeah. And then you start to differentiate uh, during puberty into becoming an individual. Yeah. Where you're just like, that's everybody else and this is me and that's how this works. Yeah. Then after a while, when you get older, you start to realize, oh, we pretty much are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent all this time like fiercely fighting for my independence to just realize like, Oh, right. We've all been through the same shit, and we've all had similar reactions to the same shit. I think that smart people do. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, there are those that are 
outliers for sure. I think that most people grow up and they're like, build that wall. Build build that wall. And once you build that wall, we'll all have jobs. <laughs> have jobs. Wall building block jobs. on that wall. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit here about the vampire rules. lore and rules yeah. and how they handle it in this movie. Because... You know, this is another one of those movies, kind of like Near Dark, which we covered two weeks ago, mm-hmm. where the vampire stuff isn't necessarily on Front Street. Now, no fangs. Uh, there's no fangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is not a movie where you see him with big pointy teeth, gnashing into people's necks and so forth. She does have an eye situation. Her where eye, yeah, her eyes are very interesting. A cat eye in the dark, bit. they glow like cats. Do they? Yeah. I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, when they go down into that uh, that room... Oh, that's cool. uh, and it's dark. Her eyes are glowing. And then when the lights come on, you see them retract from cat eye to like regular eye. Damn it. I wish I would have noticed that. Dude, like whenever I watched this last night, this is after I went to bed at three and woke up at five uh-huh. to catch a plane from Tulsa. Yeah. And I didn't sleep the entire day. I didn't take a nap or anything. Dude, last night, whenever I was watching this, just put a pin in the vampire lore for a second. I think I was the most sleepy I think I've probably ever been. Yeah. Like, I got home, and, <laughs> you know, I, I unpacked and stuff, and we had some food, and we took a walk. We walked the dogs and everything, and I had I had a white Russian. Yeah. I had a drink, and it was probably about halfway through this movie. I felt annihilated. Like, I'm talking, I felt like I had seriously had about 10 shots. Like, I felt fucking Kate nuts. drugged you. I was one, like I trying asked to her today dick. trying to get something. Oh, that was a wrong way to do it. I'll yeah. tell you that. That does. That's not how that works. That does not work that no. way. I even asked her today. I was like, "Were you like fucking putting something in my drink?" Like I was out of my mind, tired, and also the day before I slept like three hours too, yeah. just because of the travel stuff. So last night, like I was going through my notes today, and they are just fucking chicken scratch. There's one part where it says in my notes. God, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like barely readable. It's like, why did I write that down? That's what was going on at that point. <laughs> God, I'm tired. Listen, you're gonzo journalism, man. Yeah. You <laughs> That's fuck. it. And at one point, like towards the end of the movie, I uh, I was like starting to fall asleep and I turned to Kate and I'm like, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> and she's like, well, just, just stand up. And she meant like stand up for a second and stretch or something yeah. like that. I watched, I think, the last 20 minutes of this movie standing up, like writing notes. I was just like, I'll st- I will stand up. And I stood up and watched the movie and took notes. It was terrible. I bet. I did rewatch the last like half hour of the movie tonight. Good so, call. So that helps. God, I was shot, man. Okay, so no fangs. They no do fangs. get burnt by sun the sun. The sun will burn the shit out Very of them. Very near fact, darky. Yeah, and in, uh, near darky and Halloween 2 as in a, oh, a yeah. woman in a hospital gets caught on fire. <laughs> And you know it's interesting too because I feel like, in terms of like the near dark references, mm-hmm. I think this movie kind of has has several of those. It also has, strangely enough, Salem's Lot references when she's scratching at the window. She does that, doesn't she? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Man, this no vampire is really stringing together. It's getting real meta because it's the third one in a row with a child vampire. Oh, I guess it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Crazy. That's pretty cool. So, so yeah, like the no fangs thing is also near dark. The sunburn mm-hmm. kind of thing is very near dark. Catching, like literally catching on fire instead of it just burning. Yeah. Like in Interview with a Vampire, they just turn to ash, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. In this, they will just full out fucking explode. Catch on fire. <laughs> which is great. And even the whole... Uh, we, we were talking about this before we started recording, but in Near Dark, when you have Homer, who is like an right. ancient vampire that looks like a little boy, abducts that girl. Yeah. It's like some Swedish dude watched that and was like, I make the whole movie about the child of vampire. He take the kid. And make it a meatball. <laughs> Sounds like he's a bit Dario Argento. Argento there. says, no, you make it a pizza. I make it a meatball. <laughs> I don't know why. It just <laughs> seems to work. The Swedish people talk from the back of the throat like these. <laughs> But we do that. that. Actually, it's pretty. They got the bubble voice, it's, huh? It sounds like if Swedish people were speaking English like they speak Swedish, that's how it would sound. Do you think that Zoe Deschanel's singing voice is like making fun of Swedish people? <laughs> She's like the touch, the fear of Catherine. Aaron Neville took that to the <laughs> highest level. He, he, the secret to have Aaron Neville. You you do a Swedish impression uh-huh. and you stand in front of an oscillating fan uh-huh. that creates your vibrato. Goes, yeah, <laughs> and then you just get buff, buffed out. Get yeah. your prison tattoo on your face. Yeah, Aaron Neville has a face. He tattoo. has a prison tattoo, that dude. Badass. He has like a SoundCloud rapper tattoo. He does. Let's all talk about. It. Yeah, it like remember, a, by the way, when people are talking shit about SoundCloud rappers, Aaron Neville's got a face tattoo. <laughs> Aaron Isn't Neville. it like a sword or something? It's, it's like a saber? Some, yeah. I think it says like, fuck you. <laughs> what are you looking 69. at? 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some climbing ability that Ellie yeah, has. Which is straight out of Dracula. Right. There's, Bram Stoker's. Uh, not just Bram, Bram Stoker's, but the original Bram Stoker's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the novel had a very great scene where the vampire is basically climbing down the, the walls, the walls the and that happens yeah, yeah, then yeah. in Bram Stoker's Dracula, the movie. the movie. Yeah. And and yeah, she does that. She she can't fly yeah. exactly. She can just sort of scale walls. But neither can the original Vlad yeah, Tepish. He can turn into a turn, bat and Yeah, so he can turn into a bat and yeah. then fly, but uh, he couldn't just fly as a person. Right. He's no Peter Pan. Nope. I like how this movie handles the whole you have to be invited in yes. thing. And which that is, is that cool. is that is kind of central in theme where she's trying to get him to invite her into his life. Well, that's the thing she about will this. Become, they yeah. will become intertwined completely. Well, that's the thing about it too, is like when you look at the title, let the right one in. Uh-huh. And you're thinking it's like you're it's like okay, Oscar, let the right person into your life or whatever. Uh-huh. And there, it is interesting. Uh-huh. After he lets in Ellie, uh, and they're like fucking around, and she puts on one of his mom's dresses. Yeah, his mom shows up at the door, and she's saying, "Let me in." So the choice oh, is wow. between sticking with his family hmm. and Ellie. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. But you know, in other vampire movies, as far as the they have to be invited to come into a residence, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting because in other movies and stuff, it's kind of portrayed like almost a, there's like a force field. It's an impossibility; they yeah. can't actually walk in at all. Yeah, but this movie kind of takes it as okay. Yeah, they can walk right in, but it's like they're getting they just fucking start bleeding destroyed. from all their pores. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's cool too. Like the first sign you see is she's got like blood coming out of her back uh-huh and then like her eyes and her mouth and all this stuff yeah it's really grisly it's really 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 brutal but uh, she, she walks in and she's like 
she's done this before, obviously. Yeah. She's like, I know it's gonna happen. Well, and she's trying to she's trying to prove to him like the rules, the reason for the rules and stuff. She's trying because yeah. she's like, well, I'm you're gonna be with me for the rest of your life. Yeah. Can you imagine that? No, being that old and then bringing a young person into your life, knowing I'm going to watch you grow old and die. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And I'm man. still just gonna keep going. Yeah. Ugh. That's uh, you know the the. the essential super sad story of a vampire right yeah that is yeah that's yeah. that's the center of of what makes a vampire tragic and what makes them then romantic yeah is that they have to watch their loved ones die yeah. it's also got to be really hard being a vampire as far as not knowing exactly what someone's place of residence is where like what if you're just trying to hitchhike uh-huh and you get in somebody's van, and you don't realize, oh, their van is their home. They live here. Shit, I'm bleeding. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, fuck, fuck you live quick. here? Pull over. <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody lives in a tent, do you have to fucking ask to be let in the flap? And it gets very confusing, too, because essentially home is where the heart is. <laughs> and what is the definition of that exactly? I mean, if you live somewhere and you don't like it, that's not where the heart is. Right. It's not your home, exactly. Rip your heart out and take it somewhere else. And also, define home. I mean, is it a number of hours spent in a place? Is that a physical mailing address? Wow. Because wow. when I first move into an apartment, now that's my home? Yeah. I just moved in. Hey, I just got here. Fuck. I don't even know the whole area. What about people that have, you know, it's like, okay, my lease is expiring on this other place. Mm-hmm. But I'm moving over to this place. It's kind of overlapping. I'm yeah. paying. I'm paying rent on both places for a few months. Can they just go there when you're not even there? And they're like, "Oh fuck, somebody lives here. I'm fucking burning up." <laughs> or do they go to like an open house for apartments, and they can just freely walk into those apartments because no one lives Nobody there. Nobody lives there technically. They don't even have to be invited in. Or is it about ownership? Damn. <laughs> and so- define ownership. Okay, I don't have the deed on this place. <laughs> it was willed to me. That gets All right, really we're have complex. To go dig up your grandmother and ask her if I can come in. Well, how do they deal with timeshares? God, that has to be complex. God damn it! I'm writing that down. <laughs> Vampires Vampire time dealing with timeshares. Trademark date and lovely. That has to be complicated. <laughs> who the fuck do they contact then to ask if they can be let in to this luxurious beach house? You know who they should contact? Huh? Whoever gave them the terrible advice to buy into a timeshare. <laughs> Don't do that. (laughs) I know that the the sales pitch makes you feel like, oh, we're saving money. (laughs) No, you're not. It's really a bad idea. It's a real bad idea. (laughs) Okay, now you also mentioned that there was uh, an element of of OCD. Yeah, that's a thing about vampire uh, rules. Um, When I was studying the undead... uh, (laughs) That's that's a great sentence. Back when I was studying... In Transylvania. Yeah. Um, when I was studying the undead, when I taught a class on the undead at, at University of Tennessee, um, the th- thing that was interesting to me is that every culture has some, not necessarily a vampire, but they have some version of the undead. Sure, yeah, yeah. And like all sorts of different things have been wrapped up into vampires. Yeah. Especially since Bram Stoker. Basically, Bram Stoker the was- dead that live, that, that feed on the living. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bram Stoker was the one who really made a a, a collective effort, like took all these different things and tried to include them into his novel. But there were things he skipped over, and one of those things is that vampires, oftentimes, not necessarily have OCD, obsessive compulsive disorders, but they have compulsions 
in regards to say uh, untie uh, like tying and untying knots really or if they see like seeds or something on the ground they have to pick them up oh or or count them or count them sure 30 seeds exactly. for me to count exactly that explains the count or maybe like ellie they're obsessed with puzzles okay yeah that's an interesting they aspect have to of this. solve puzzles yeah because there's the the rubik's cube earlier in the thing yeah. and then there's also that the weird like puzzle puzzle egg yeah. which has she people's it, rings in it what? Well, she said that there's enough money in there to to buy a nuclear, nuclear power plant. plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the the egg itself is probably worth a ton of money, and mm. then there's inside there's like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, uh, it's real interesting to me yeah. that if you want to know a little bit more about it, there's an X Files episode that is seriously one of the best x-files episodes oh. of all time it has luke wilson in it okay and that kid from uh the sandlot the freckled kid mm-hmm. um i can't remember what it's called but it's 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 about vampires and Mulder goes into depth about you know different vampire interesting uh beliefs that people don't really know about yeah 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 go check that out that's pretty cool there's also how uh animals specifically cats uh-huh. Are very weirded out by, by not, vampires. Not only weirded out, they want to attack. Yeah, they seem to want a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially CGI cats. CGI like cats shit. get pissed off if yeah. they see a vampire. They're like, damn it, you're real and you're a vampire? I look like shit. Rawr. I look horrible. I got to yeah. attack you. Mm-hmm. The CGI cats really look bad. The CGI in general in this really doesn't bad. look great. No. It's... uh. It's really honestly one of the only things about this that I don't like. Yeah. There yeah. had to be a better way around that than when... Makeup effect. I mean, the, anything, yeah. I, I re- researching for this, it took them two weeks to to really get that cat scene down. Two really? weeks? What were they doing? Trying to figure out all the CGI bullshit. <laughs> they look bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good in the end. Like, just, I don't know, cut that. It's not even an important moment. Like, no. just cut it completely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There had to be a cooler way. Because basically it's all about getting, what's her name, Virginia? Yeah. Into the hospital. Yeah. There was a better way to do that. And yeah, we, like we, she wakes seem... up after being bitten by a vampire and goes, I feel sick. I should go to the hospital. Maybe that's all there is yeah. to it. That's fine. That works. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Mm. There's plenty of other animal attack scenes in other movies that look perfectly convincing. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at like the, uh, what is it? Is it in Tales from the Dark Side? Like the black oh, cat? Oh yeah, the black cat. That looks so much better. And most of the time that black cat is just a stuffed cat. Yeah, and it's just somebody like <laughs> holding it and whipping yeah. themselves around. Yeah, that that is, again, probably my only complaint about this movie. The it really, CGI yeah. sucks. I don't get the CGI. Maybe no. I, I just thought of this. It might be harder to do makeup effects in that weather. Maybe, Might be. but a lot of the things that the effects like uh, are inside. Yeah. So like the yeah, I don't know why I don't know. do that. I don't. I think you just cut the cat scene and most of the rest of it's fine because yeah, the the sort of two face CGI after he pours the acid on his face. Oh uh, man, that looks dope. Yeah, that still looked okay. I think that looked pretty good. Yeah, not like uh, you know fucking. 
Dark Knight level of like, oh yeah, shit, no, he's burnt up. It wasn't that clean. But, but this it, is also what 2008. Right? Well, Dark Knight came out 2008, didn't it? Did it? I think so. I don't know. Not positive on that. That effect, I thought looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was okay, and I thought that um, Virginia when she's like on fire. Yeah, that looked good. That I think good. that was I think that was like a robot they set on fire. Or yeah, something. It, it, that looked real. like they used actual fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there's also some. Some of that, like, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, millennial rubber mm-hmm. stuff every now and then, like when Ellie's, like, climbing all over people and jumping all over them and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't look... It looks a little... It's not really bad, because most I... of the time, whenever they show that, it's, like, from a really far-off distance, which is very smart. Yeah. It's usually pretty dark, which is very smart. Yeah. The, I mean, the one you're talking about in particular was in a tunnel. Yeah, exactly. So it's completely dark. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look that bad i mean you still watch it and you're like okay that doesn't really look right but uh-huh i'll let it slide yeah that's fine yeah i i wish it, yeah i wish they had done practical effects and then i wish when they did remake the movie completely with let me in they yeah. had also been like you know what the one problem they had was they didn't do practical effects instead they just did more cgi <laughs> oh man is it really is more uh yeah there's Ugh. a bit more um the transition scene in the basement, instead of it just being a different actor or actress, yeah, yeah. they do like a, a, a whole CGI thing. thing. Like Michael Jackson, black or white? Yeah. That's not it's, cool. It's basically Michael Jackson, black <laughs> or white. She turns into Michael Jackson, and then she turns her head, and she's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> Shimona. Uh-huh. And Moon walks out of the room. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's pretty, the book had that. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, of course yeah, it did. But the Swedish version, they were like, let's cut the Michael Jackson part. <laughs> but I do like that, too, you know, in, in addition to, like we said, some of those scenes of her, like, mauling people being far off, a lot of the violence in the movie is kind of off screen most of the yeah. time. You see a lot of aftermath uh-huh. more than you see action. It's a smart way to, especially if you know you're doing all CGI instead of makeup, yeah. smart way to cut the budget down some. But yeah. Um, I feel like you could cut it down even more, but just do practical makeup. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, this, okay the budget that. of this was four point five million. That's not a ton. It's no paltry sum. No, I mean it's 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 uh, it really is though for a lot of horror movies, especially one that yeah. has effects like this. Four point five million, not a lot, but I feel like you still could have gone practical, cut yeah. the CGI. I agree. even cut the budget a couple hundred thousand. Or just, again, not done the cat scene. That would have been fine. Yeah, you just cut it. It's not necessary. Now, sometimes the effects are really well done. I think that the ending scene with the swimming pool... Oh, yeah, it's great. That looks dope. Like, Mm -hmm. you see Oscar, his head is being held underwater by the bully. Yeah, so you don't see what's going on above the water. off screen. Off screen, smart. And you just see that kid's, like, feet getting dragged the length of the pool Uh under the water. And again, if they would have showed that from above... It would have looked like shit. Yeah. It would look stupid. You see a head go floating down. Yeah. And then the arm that's holding his head under the water just severs and yeah. falls into the water. <laughs> Very cool. And then the camera pans up and you just see the aftermath. There's all these dead kids. I think She leaves that one kid alive, though. Just crying. I yeah. didn't notice that before. Yeah. Um, I think that no matter how you look at this movie yeah. if you look at it from the uh perspective that uh he's being manipulated or you look at the perspective of young love that ending is satisfying very very much it's so it's just like yeah those fuck those kids yeah for serious like how many reformed bullies do you know 
Um, you yeah, know no. bullies that grew up. Yeah, they became You don't know president. bullies that stopped being bullies. <laughs> That's true. It's like, well, he was an asshole. Then he stopped. No, it's, he was an asshole. Then he kept being an asshole, but he was bigger. Yeah. And people <laughs> listened to him for some reason. I think the movie looks fucking gorgeous. I think it yeah. is a gorgeous. It is. Uh, very, but 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 not like gorgeous in a fucking planet Earth kind of way. No, you know what I mean? No, it's yeah, like, wow, the colors, the lights. Yeah, like, we're it's talking about just contrasts instead of colors. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, very much so. It is a very drab, mm-hmm. very gray yeah. kind of movie. But man, I just think that some of the shots and everything they use are beautiful in this movie. Yeah. Um, so many great shots. I think really opening up uh, in the early stages when we have him with the kid, uh, have uh, what's his name, Hawking with the yeah. kid upside down in the tree. Oh man, that shot the birch is trees and stuff. Yeah, and the the snow coming down. P.S. Hawking. Uh huh. Kate pointed out to me in my extremely just ultra tired days state blew uh-huh. my mind. Hawking totally. Totally looks like Swedish Dennis Hopper. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. He, he looks so Swedish much like Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, it blew my mind. She's like, "Yeah, Swedish Dennis Hopper over here," and I was like, "What? Oh my god! It's him! It's totally him!" Uh-huh. It's like it's the guy from the Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> or Speed, or Speed. The yeah. two movies he was in. Yeah, exactly. Or Blue yeah. Velvet. Was he in that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that one a lot. He was. Really fucking gorgeous movie. I can't really complain anything about the cinematography. Oh, I thought you were talking about Blue Velvet. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I mean, what what a weird fucking movie that yeah. is. There's a lot of shots in this where it seems like the depth of field is like maybe two inches long. Yeah. Where you'll just have like a little tiny sliver of the screen that's in focus. In focus, yeah. Yeah, and like it's like maybe 10% of the screen mm-hmm. is in focus, and then the rest of it is just blurred out and it'll be on something like an eye or yeah. the side of a face or something interesting i really very, very enjoy cool. it. it looks great so good what about that soundtrack um you know what we talked about this before yeah didn't notice it yeah exactly right which is good for a movie like this that deals a lot in minimalism yeah it very much so yeah to have the soundtrack just not really stick out too much yeah. but you don't think that there's an absence of soundtrack. You mm-hmm. know that it's there. It's just not it's not sticking. It it's letting the movie itself take precedence over the sound. Yeah, definitely so. Um I so in that sense it's great. Yeah. There are also a few songs in there. Uh yeah. I, I didn't recognize them. They're nah. Swedish bands of some sort, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, and none of them were Meshuggah. Very disappointing. Not not that. one of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the soundtrack in this is very unobtrusive, but it's very effective. It's one of those deals where, like, you know, sometimes soundtracks to stuff are too obtrusive, where it's just like, okay, uh, like what you said about some of the Suspiria soundtrack, yeah. the, the new Suspiria, the new where one, it's yeah. like, okay, you're telling me how to feel about this fucking scene. Oh, that's how Tom York sounds. Yeah. yeah. And he's telling me through his words how I should feel in this scene. It's like, oh, man, that's that's too much. This is very minimal. That's the best yeah. way I would describe it is minimal unobtrusive but very well done i feel like every yeah. time it's there it's exactly what it needs to be so i cannot complain about the soundtrack of this in the least now what do you think about Locke and his band of merry misfits okay so this is the <laughs> this is fun for me that like 
to see how much Dracula is in this movie that is so it's different not overt, from Dracula. Is it? Yeah, yeah. But Locking Company, they're they're Van Helsing and and you know the suit the suitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, it is. It's them, but they're fu- they're fuck ups. They, they they're just can't... a bunch of drunks that hang out at a Chinese yeah. restaurant and fuck everything up. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> I I love how bumbling they are. How bumbling they make yeah. them because the Van Helsing type is not a person who would exist in real life. Right. Uh, the person who knows an inordinate amount about vampires. It's funny, I hadn't thought about it that way until you pointed it out where I was like, Oh my god, they are totally the Van Helsing and Co. Yeah. of this of this movie. Yeah, and only they're just a bunch of Euro trash fuck ups. <laughs> and they completely fuck up and die, all of them. Yeah. They all eat shit. <laughs> Pretty really weak. They really do. <laughs> like, I mean, Virginia, she would be the uh not Mina, but um the other one, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, she would be the Lucy who gets turned gets turned into a vampire. Oh yeah, the, I guess so. Yeah, the others would all just be the random different suitors. Yeah, and the Texan. Then, and then of course, Lucky is our Van Helsing, <laughs> and he 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 figures out exactly like she he's got the Van Helsing mind. Yeah, he figures out what's going on and where she lives. And goes to the crypt to kill her. Right, he does. But just immediately gets slaughtered. <laughs> Dude, maybe maybe we just also found a fucking monster squad connection here. What? They blew it. They blew it. <laughs> just like it says oh, in the prologue shit. of that movie. Because <laughs> he, you know, he does in the prologue of that. Yeah. Van Helsing shows up. So what we're saying it. is let the right one in too. A group of Swedish children get together and defeat Ellie. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yes. That's great. I fucking want that. I would love it. That, that would be, be really so that would be really, really dope. I'm on board for that. <laughs> I love it, man. It's a slow burn kind of movie. It's I great. see people complain about the pace. Doesn't bug me one fucking bit. It's just too it's just like an hour fifty. I it's think? not that long. Yeah. No. Like I, and there's so much happens. Like yeah. I, I understand if you think the pace is slow because I guess the adult stuff that that's one of the things that let me in the American yeah. version cuts out is how much adult stuff there is, how right. much of dealing with the parents and dealing with locking company, mm-hmm. how much of that there is. That all boils down to one single cop character. Yeah. Whereas in this, I like that the, we have those digressions into those things because it gives us a depth behind all this. Well, it also gives you a reason too why. You know, at the end of the movie, whenever Oscar and Ellie like leave on a train together, mm. like Oscar doesn't fucking care about leaving his family. His yeah. family's fucked. He has no place. And we know that because of those interactions. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think that those are great additions yeah. to the movie, personally. I think the pacing of this is awesome. Of course, I like slow burn flicks. Me too. You know, so I'm okay with that. I just have very little to complain about, about this movie. No, I think this I is one of the finest finest vampire movies i think i've ever seen yeah. it totally stands up there with you know bram stoker's dracula yeah and some of our other favorites i think it's a beautifully shot very touching and then you can also turn around and watch it and it's very disturbing so kind the, of movie. disturbing thing is the touching yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know it's like i don't think i've ever seen a movie like this where I mean like I said earlier you can watch this as two completely different movies yeah. 
you know, you can watch this as young love, or you can watch this as, oh shit, here's another person getting trapped in this vicious, horrible, disgusting cycle. Yeah. It's really fascinating, and it works completely either way. You can watch this and be like, Oscar is a fucking fucked up mm-hmm. future serial killer that's just going to do Ellie's bidding. Yeah. You know, and Ellie realizes that and just manipulates him. Or you can watch it and be like, oh my gosh, they complete each other. You know, kind of like, uh, oh fuck, what was that? that, that Jerry Netflix? Maguire. They Jerry Maguire. Other, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I was thinking the end of the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that series. Oh, wow. That like is actually really good comparison. Yeah. Where like they're both really fucked up, but yeah. it works. It's like you could watch this and watch that was, it in that that's regard. That's a good show. God, yeah. that show is Check fucking awesome. Check that out awesome. if you haven't seen it. And there is going to be a season two. I'm not sure if it's just going to really? be a different story. Yeah. Man, I have mixed feelings about that already. Yeah. I kind of want that just to be a complete loop. That's it. Yeah. You know? The ending of that was so perfect. It was great. Interesting. I love this movie, man. Like I said, honestly, about the only thing I can complain about is some of the shitty CGI. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, it is the primary complaint. Yeah. It's not like a complete fucking life ruiner. You know, no. it's, it's not one of those things that fucking It's real brief, all of it. The, it the is. longest one is the CGI cats, and even that is pretty quick. It's Yeah, you're talking maybe 15 seconds, 30 uh-huh. seconds of the movie. It's not that big. But I think it's just more noticeable because everything else in this is so well yeah. done. It's, it's so impeccable. Well done. So when you see those small flaws, it's yeah. like, why is that there? Right. And there's stuff that, of course, they, they, they left out. Like, I, I think the Hawken, uh, the whole pedophilia angle, of course, there's no way to really put that in a movie and make it kosher. There's no way. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. Nobody wants to have anything to do with that, It would obviously. Yeah, and it would have put too much focus on him. When he's, yeah. he's just kind of an impediment to get rid of. Well, because the, the minute that you, that you see that, you're like, oh, villain. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, again, a little bit more ambiguous as far as, like, is yeah. Ellie good or bad? Like, God, you can watch it either way. She has needs that she can't stop. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So and she doesn't like killing people. She doesn't. Yeah. But she needs blood to live. Yeah. I think it's an amazing movie. I really do. Yeah. Like, I think that this movie, for me... If I'm gonna rate this some bitch, do it. I think that this is a, I think this is a nine out of ten for me. Woo! I think it's one of the greatest vampire movies ever made. I think that it's completely fascinating. It can be watched and rewatched and analyzed from a multitude of different angles. It's subtle. It is contemplative. Yeah. It's very dark. Yeah. Not a lot of sunshine in this fucking movie at all. Oh. I mean, honestly, especially if you consider it from the angles that we were talking about as far as like, oh, Oscar's going to grow up to be a fucking serial killer. Yeah. There's not a lot of good things in this movie. His parents are just going to be devastated that he's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, seriously. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That entire group of friends is uh, Lockheed, and, like, Lockheed and Virginia and uh, Yoke all got killed. Like All those bully kids got brutally all murdered. All those bully kids got murdered. Brutally murdered. Except for the one crying kid yeah. who now will tell the story. Yeah, it's not good. There's not a lot of goodness anywhere in this movie. No, there isn't. I but it's phenomenal. great. I love it, man. <laughs> Where are you sitting on this thing? I like all the complexity. I like the, the character flaws and issues. 
I think it would be easy to say that some of the storylines don't go anywhere, like the mother and the father, but I think that they're really there just to provide the background yeah. of who he is and what's going on with him. Uh, we don't know what happens with them. We don't know everything about them, but that they're not the focus. Sure. It's him. He's the focus. And they their elements of the movie teach us what's going on in his life. Right. So, um, there are some ambiguities that, you know, I think just add to the horror, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the things we don't know about the dad and and his friend that comes over, the things we don't know about, uh, all these other people in the movie. Like we don't know why the bullies are bullies or whatever. They're just fucking bullies. Like all those ambiguities make the movie seem more real because say if you're getting bullied you don't know why the bullies are bullies yeah you don't even give a shit yeah Shane you're the White one and your, Chuck- and your Chucky doll why are you bothering me <laughs> get that tree sap off my arm some bitch yeah but yeah like any any problem in this movie that someone might be able to name I would say is actually probably a feature yeah. instead of an issue I agree so this movie for me nine and a half yeah yeah near perfect near perfect the cgi kind of hurts it a little bit and i don't have much else to complain about i really just don't know any other problem with this movie yeah i totally agree masterpiece masterpiece way to go one of the best swedish people and the whole country came together to make this movie yeah yeah Yeah. and it's interesting too because like i feel like this is one of those that would appeal to non-horror fans because it's not really like there's never a jump scare there's never really anything in this that's scary that's true it's not really horror horror yeah it's it's very very dark yeah but it's not it's not gory it's not hard to pigeonhole this one yeah yeah it really is hard to kind of say where this thing fits in well next week for our final week of No Vampire, we're going to be talking about what we do in the shadows. Hey. Which I am so stoked to talk about. Oh my God. Is this, this the first is so time we've covered good. a pure comedy? I don't know. I mean, okay. We did Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. But that one, that's had a lot of drama to it. Uh, you know what? What we do in the shadows doesn't really have any. No, there's no drama. It's all comedy. All joke. That's true, because even like Shaun of the Dead yeah. and some of those other ones. So hopefully we don't ruin it. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, man, talking about Picking comedies, comedy apart. Yeah. But I don't feel like there's really anything to critique about this. I feel like next no, week we're just going to be like, you remember, you remember when this happened? That was awesome. That was yeah. so funny when they did this. So we're going to be early 2000s comedy. I think so. Where yeah. you basically just say, hey, remember Thundercats? And people go, yeah. And then you go, cool. Remember Transformers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. People left being like, I think I had a really good time. Yeah, we talked I, about a lot of things I like. Yeah, I remember having good feelings because... I do remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. I love this movie, and I still know a lot of people that haven't seen it, and it blows my mind. Every time I talk to people who haven't seen this movie, I'm like, why the fuck have you not watched this? Yeah. Well, Steve, in the meantime, where can they find us on them social media networks? Keep in touch with us. At Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and yes. Twitter. We yes. have a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. And guess what? Yes. You can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Yes. Please go on and rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your podcast listening app of choice 
It takes us hours and hours to make this show. It only takes you a minute to rate and review on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and to Hollywood Steve. Let's see you can sound like we're more over this. Yes, rate Time and review. In the episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have been fucking damn fantastic. We have been dead and lovely. Stay That's tuned us. for another episode next week. Say goodnight, Steve. Good night, Steve. Good night, Steve. Bye. 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 Bye.